Buttons and bows and pantyhose, we are jam-packed with talent tonight with three-time Grammy nominee and Latin superstar Maria Conchita Alonso. And that's the only way that you can say it. <laughs> we have actress, writer, producer, Annika Marks from Paramount Network's Waco, Goliath, The Fosters, The Last Tycoon. Hmm, I'm a fan of all of them too, by the way. The handsome, hey girl, hey. We have New York Times best-selling author, TV host, and brain health expert here to help me find my brain. Uh, we have Dr. Mike Dow. I also have my co-host, cover model, Steve. Stephen Daler with his Pop Culture Week in Review, your daily dose of Daler. Raise a glass and let the drinks begin. Thank you for being Boulevard. Life is a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities, and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Oh, it's going to be a bumpy night. We we have every type of ethnicity is here tonight. It is like the UN up in here. <laughs> uh, which is great. Uh, sorry for those of you that had to drive on the 405. <coughs> Our president chief is driving on there. <coughs> Heading to Beverly Hills. Um, I just have to say tonight, we have a smoking hot crew. Like, we all are, we're all pretty cute. We're so cute. Uh, thank you for our sober listeners for tuning in. Thank you so much for holding our hair back and driving us home. Remember, no drinking or driving. Uh, hello to our <laughs> listeners around. <laughs> no, no. Don't even laugh. We have a health expert here. Alcohol is bad, except if you're listening to On the Rocks. Uh, hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Place, and of course, we are live on Facebook Live on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio. Hello. Ohio and nationally on Bear World Magazine. Rawr. Check out Bear World Magazine, my weekly movie reviews, celebrity interviews, and my movie news Mondays. This Monday I reported Scott Eastwood wants to be the new Wolverine. They're already talking about a, a reboot. Didn't we already see Logan? But Well, I mean, well, I mean, I don't want to do the major spoiler alert, but I mean, that sort of ended that storyline. Oh, did it? I watched the first like 20 minutes and I was, I was I was out. Even with Hugh Jackman, he looked all dirty. I'm like, take a shower and then maybe I'll watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> Oh, but Hugh Jackman used Clint Eastwood as his character to prepare for the role of Wolverine. So it's like full circle. Oh. Just Scott Eastwood, he's, he's so like little. He's like little Eastwood. Oh, well, you know what? If <laughs> that sounds if like, Taylor, a, like if a Taylor drink, Lott- have a little Eastwood. If Taylor Lautner can pack on muscle, anybody can do it. Because he was really skinny in that, you oh, know, yes, and yes. He, he packed it I on. have followed his career. When he turned 18, I was all about his Instagram. <laughs> 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 like, like, like. Um, also, Deadpool 2, which I love the first Deadpool movie. I, uh, that's so one of the good. only comic book superhero films I can deal with. I, I, I'm not a fan of them. I'm so sorry. Deadpool 2 tested so badly to uh, test audiences, they had to call the full cast back to do reshoots. You guys, the film opens mid-May. Oh, they no. have to do reshoots and edit it. I wonder what it is that made it bad. I the first one was so good. The first one was great. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly. Kevin Spacey? Thank you. Was Kevin Spacey <laughs> yes. in it? Yeah, Christopher like, Plummer is no. now playing Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He'll still be nominated. How good did Christopher Plummer look? He probably has a balanced uh, brain. He I probably bet you. does. Yeah. I was Healthy in, diet. in love with him when he did. You did the film together. When it, yes. No, but not there. Oh, uh, when he, no. you hated him there. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. When he did, I mean, uh, the Sound of Music. Yes, I've seen that movie like a hundred and five 
times. I think every, yeah. even Helen Keller has seen The Sound of Music. Wait, did you do a oh, film with Christopher Plummer? I did. What film? It's called, I don't remember now the name. I did it, we did it in Canada. And uh, do you remember the name of uh, the movie I did with um, uh, Fiona Louis and what's, uh, I I'm forgot. Gonna, I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Did you it, sing together? I, no. I loved it because I'm very bad. I'm, I play evil. I, I wear different wigs and I come home to people to steal from them. I like, do that on Friday nights. You do that? <laughs> <laughs> but the same. What are you but doing? The, yeah. uh, and you talk like, I talk like this. You no, know? I don't talk like that. You don't talk like that. You should. I talk like Nathan Lane and Ross Matthews had a baby. Like, that's <laughs> what I talk. That's I, what I talk. Oh my God. No, but I'll we're going right to talk now. about all your sexy co stars because. Because oh, the amazing. list goes on and on, but Christopher Palmer is one of them. But oh. he proved that you can age gracefully. He looked great. Ava Marie Saint looked amazing. Rita Moreno looked all amazing at the Oscars. They were more exciting to watch than the actual Oscars themselves. But, uh, for but our, those award shows, you know the ratings Rita, are getting worse and worse and worse. Lowest year. ratings ever for the Oscars this you know last that, year. You know, well, I'm glad yeah. because it was very political, and so and I don't like that. But anyway, oh, I mean, you I don't like to be political? Not on an Oscar night. Oh no. I mean, just Sorry. the president of Venezuela wanted to take away your citizenship. That's all. That's that's you not being political. <laughs> No, That's all. not a, not in an Oscar event. Well, I think I just th- I just think that people are just That's I think a, people just don't find it line. find it very entertaining to see award shows anymore. I think I think but I think, they used I think to be funny and and classy yes. with great musical more, numbers. Yeah, there's they a lot still, going on. How many? It's ninety years and Black Oscars. Heart. Blackheart. The movie with Richard Grieco and also Blackheart. Oh, oh. I'm gonna sorry. watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Available on Amazon. It's hot. Movie night. It <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I shut up. I want to no. see your wigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are you yes. talking to me or Maria oh, Cantina Lago? Well, maybe, maybe both. I this don't know. This one stapled in pretty well tonight, I will say. Well, I live with the drag queen, so I have plenty of wigs in my home. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like a drag race every oh, day in your show. Yeah. Uh, for our audio listeners, you can check out our video stream on Facebook. Uh, we're now on YouTube. Uh, still haven't figured out how to tag stuff but we're there. And now Hillcrest Social App has all of our video for free, so download that. They give away free concert tickets and all these events, uh, so go follow them. My mom, Mama Rose, is actually in the UBN green room, so she is on Facebook Live and on UBNRadio.com. It was so nice to see her. For you. She's yeah. very sweet. <laughs> no, she's so great, but she's like, she's the mom. And, you know, she wants to make sure everything's fine, you know. Yes. Who? <laughs> Who? My mom in, oh, in the green room. Yes. She is the Mama Rose. Like she does my contracts. She she does really? the bookings. And she's like, yeah. She's like, no. If there's a bottle of vodka, I will show up. Yes. Uh. <laughs> that, that's what she is. Um, but uh, she's in the chat room answering her questions. If it's a burning question, uh, she will let me know and we'll answer it here live. Hello to our engineer, Kurt. Kurt, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing so well. Again, I'm so thankful to Supercuts for your haircut. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh. <laughs> it was getting pretty bad. I went to I went to Supercuts. No, you did not. I did. Yeah, my stylist my stylist lives in Laguna now, so I was just like, whatever. I'll just go to Supercuts. Next time you're in Laguna, say hi to my mom. She's in Laguna Nagel, which is well, clearly I don't go there often because I can't get my hair cut. (laughs) Yeah, because your hair was getting pretty pretty long. Well, it used to be. Yeah, it was down to here. I got over it. Really? Yeah, I I love long hair. Oh, so do I. Oh my god. I mean, I grew up. I'm except long back hair. That's where I draw the line. No, seventies, eighties, nineties. It was it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. God, and you just pull it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We do have a sex therapist here, so. We need to talk about some fetishes today. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have enough time <laughs> for Maria Kitchen and lots it's, of fetishes. It's safer, it is banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mini.
miniseries on itself. <laughs> <laughs> fetishes. That, th- the name of your next album could be Fetishes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, the, my, my, my fans wouldn't expect less. <laughs> I know, that's <laughs> right. Really true, yeah. They expect more and my more. My first one was Love Maniac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a simple it's tune true. to hit the scene with. It's true. <laughs> Grammy nominated. Yeah, love, yeah. Yeah, um, Kurt, do you have a pun for us today? You're so punny. I, I always have puns for you. So <laughs> yes, I know. Um, I, have to, I have to give him his moment, otherwise he doesn't press all the right buttons. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, why did the blind man walk into the well? Into the well or the wall? The well. Uh, uh, you, I can usually get these. Why? Because he didn't see that well. But I'm bummed. Okay. Silence. <laughs> you don't get that kind of script writing on Waco, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kurt, you know you have to give straight people their gold. few moments yeah, yeah. Of, of, of fame. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that, Kurt. Like us on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air. Facebook, On The Rocks Radio Show. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Find us on the web, ontherocksradioshow.com. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. I don't care. I will be there. Info at ontherocksradioshow.com. Uh, Want to be a part of On the Rocks on the Road? We are coming for you. This summer we are hosting out at the fair uh, at the county fairs for California State Ca- Fair in Sacramento, San Diego County Fair, and New Mexico State Fair in Albuquerque, which I've never been to Albuquerque. Oh, you love it. Cool. I, I love it. it. See, you I guys are the only ones that I say cool. Be. Everyone else is like, why? No, I love Albuquerque. And Santa okay. Fe. And Santa Fe either? And Santa Fe is Oh, you, oh, you got to go. You, you shot go. there. They, sh- they shoot a lot yes. of TV shows in yes, New Mexico, we shot right? You have to go to Santa Fe. Oh, I was going to ask when you guys I shot a movie there last year. Yeah, I've been Santa Fe. Great, I love times. Santa Fe. But oh, Albuquerque. you've been there. Okay, yeah, I've been okay. to Santa Fe, but Al- Albuquerque. The film festival in Albuquerque is one of my favorites. And it's like an artist colony, it's right? In Santa Fe, oh, Santa in that area. Maybe I'll find a husband. More art per capita. Than <laughs> yeah. Else now she's excited. Yeah, as ever. I'm gonna find me an artistic husband <laughs> with no money or a car or a job. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, lucky like, me. That's totally your type. <laughs> yes, that's not even a joke. <laughs> no car, date me. They're probably great <laughs> ceramics, though. You have some really great, you know, vases. I'll have like the ghost, the scene in. Ghost, yeah. I'm gonna have yeah. that moment. Oh yes. no. <laughs> uh, But out at the fair is a, is, a, is a great program. Started in San Diego, and I think we're adding five more cities. These are just the ones that are confirmed. But out at the fair takes over the county fairs with you know all the families and all that, and we do an LGBT day of uh, performances and programming that's family friendly. So it's a great way to incorporate in our community uh, without half naked go go boys or drag queens. No offense to half-naked go-go boys or drag queens. Okay, <laughs> pay your cable bill because I'm coming to your home on national TV with a new talk show uh, that will start airing the first week of June. Details to follow. I will tell you where, but pay that cable bill. Also, go watch The Disaster Artist. Buy and read the book, The Disaster Artist, um, and rewatch The Room, which is the best, worst movie of all time. We have the men behind The Room coming in, Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero coming in to chat. I don't even wow, know what to expect. Wow, that's cool. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, hi, Mark. Is, is all I'm going to say like over and over. Um, so, but it, it'll be fun. We have more surprises coming uh, to you later this month. Uh, let me introduce my bestie for the night, Stephen Daler, uh, part of our On the Rocks family, is a cover and runway model, having appeared in magazines all over the world for many, uh, many product and fashion campaigns. He has been featured on the cover of International Men's Magazine, one of my favorite magazines, DNA, um, and he's one of the main faces, let's be honest, you're one of the main bodies of Marco Marco <laughs> uh, Fashion Design and is a favorite on the Marco uh, runway. Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing you at LA Fashion Week. Uh, most most recently, he was front and center for the new campaign by Modus Vivendi. Um, 
And not only is he a model, but he's also a consummate piano player. Check out his piano playing clips on YouTube. He does play the piano shirtless. <laughs> that is very true. Okay, um, I love. I spend most of my time shirtless. Yeah, it's true. Like, what, what, like, do you go to church? Like, if you had to go to church, what would you even wear? Um, the church. I mean, what it would matter? I'd catch on fire. Anyway. Yeah, that, that, that is true. <laughs> no, you're you're, no. you're pretty cool. I'm, I used to go to church all the time. So did I. I was raised Catholic. I went through my confirmation, so all that I. stuff. My parents are like, okay, now you're an adult. You can make, you know, you don't, you can choose to go or not." And I was like, "Cool, never went again." <laughs> I was a cantor at a church for 13 years, and I got fired because I kissed my boyfriend during the sign of peace on Easter <laughs> Sunday. Thanks, church. I love church. that story. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so great romance. Um, but Stephen, I'm such a big fan of of your work and your campaigns. Except this one keeps haunting me. Kurt, can you play this next one? But it, this is so funny. They literally just put like a squid on your head and they're like, look sexy. But and you it, did it. And it was a real squid. Wha it was a real. This is you? Yeah. Wow. It was a, it was a real squid too. It, 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 oh man, it was. It, was it dead? Smell. Yeah. And the thing is too, the, uh, this isn't black and white, but the original, uh, it's funny because this, this was actually on like three different covers because. The, I remember. The original was in color and then like five years later, the, another magazine wanted it and he did it all in black and white. So they reused it. But the original, uh, so the squid is actually like a really gross ugly brown color when it's dead it doesn't yeah. have that like you know that purplish pink hue that we and the so, pink kind of so, comes out when it's dead because the skin yeah, retracts yeah uh yeah <laughs> that, that story it, it was really gross <laughs> oh, but, but my story is anyway so instead of well he, the photographer could have just photoshopped it but for some reason he thought that maybe if he cooked it just a little bit oh no Stop it. no no it no, would no. get that's that a, that's a half cooked that's squid? disgusting it's, that is it's so gross slightly slightly smell? cooked it, it, the smell was oh, well i ate sashimi it was so seafood bad. is really good for your brain y'all I, but I, don't I put it sashimi. on your brain. You put it in your mouth. <laughs> oh, it was it smelled terrible. It, it took forever to get that smell out of my hair. Okay, so oh Dr. God. Mike, I looked at that chapter Grammar. as to what to eat, what not to eat, because this has become my guide. Yeah. Fourteen day plan, you guys. Um, and so I, I look. It said seafood is very good. So I kept looking. There's no fried shrimp anywhere here. Yeah. Well, uh, what what happened? Shrimp is an okay uh, source of omega threes. Popcorn but, shrimp. You know. Uh, you know. You're an activist. Our our planet is very, very, very polluted and very, very dirty. So there's not many clean sources of seafood left so you actually have to get that list and you know I suggest people get my book and and take a picture of the clean omega-3 superfoods so that when you have it you can you can take out your iPhone and go down the grocery store aisle and uh, you know get the the seafood that has good omega-3s but not mercury because most seafood these days because of our polluted planet has so much mercury and you know look I mean look at us look at what happens when you eat too much it like squids start sprouting out of your head so <laughs> that's, that's what happens I, I, you, you, know, you turn into Ursula what can I say no but it's so funny because in that same photo shoot they put a crab on your shoulder oh, I, had I, had, I had everything was like, I had everything has crabs well the whole the whole the whole play on words since you love puns so much it was it was um oh what's the what's the one you get uh like a filet mignon and a lobster. Like, what's that called? Surf and Sands. Surf, surf and Turf. Oh, so, surf. like, I was the... Surf and Sands at hotels. Surf and Turf. Surf and Turf. So, so the whole article was, Kurt. like, Surf and Turf, and it was about, like, seafood and, and whatever, filet mignon. But yeah. I, was, I was the beef portion of the oh, Surf and Turf. Oh, I get it. No, so... But have Because you, you've had to do a lot of interesting Lipo. things. Yeah. How many years? Because I'm obsessed with this, because it's yeah, the only he, one that makes me laugh. He brings this up almost, like, every I do, because I'm obsessed. Now, but on photo shoots, is there anything that you've ever said no to? Because you have been in some interesting that, scenarios. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would... Uh, that same photographer asked me if I would be interested in doing anything with, like, 
like insects and I was like I said if you want to put a live I said you're not putting a live tarantula on me I, that's where I draw what? the line I thought yeah I like, did not think that's what you were about yeah, yeah me, too, like, me too me too me too incest I thought yes, it was thank you Zach Maria Conchita Alonzo can say insects insects like, like, like bugs. bugs bugs yeah oh, bugs. I thought, no. <laughs> no because hey twins are twins are very in right now <laughs> you know I do not have a twin <laughs> the world oh is very sad oh my god so, yeah so, so no, bugs, bugs you said no to I said no yeah I, 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 I couldn't do like a tarantula because I know what he I know what image he was looking at. are nice. As long as they're not, like, they, the they, mean they ones. They can still bite you, though. But they're furry. No. Mm, okay. It All right, so dead. insects is your thing. It would have been alive. It probably would have been alive. For the insects? Yeah, it probably would have been alive. Because they would want it, like, the tarantula, like, walking on my hand and, like, yeah. putting it, like, on my face Oh, or no way. No, no, never, yeah. ever. So if you're ever on Fear Factor, I know what, what, what they should do. That's, that show still on? Yeah, it's rebooted. It's not uh, Fred, or not Fred Rogan. <laughs> it's not Joe Rogan. It's, um, who's the new host? A fear factor. You're straight. Do you kn- <laughs> <laughs> know this? Anyway, so he's gonna totally find a straight No, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's he's even, yeah. <laughs> he's on. <laughs> Your first challenge. Oh, we already did it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. Lot, yeah, I'm, I'm going to steal that. Bad places in that, that <laughs> scenario. Ludacris, that's who the new host of, of Fear oh, Factor really? is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea they bring it back. Yeah, yeah, it's Ludacris. already started. Wow, that's surprising. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that there was a huge demand to bring it back. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't watch it. I, I couldn't be on it. I couldn't watch people eat, like, the, 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 I, oh God, no, no, yeah, no. the slugs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, Stephen, I want to talk to you and to all you guys. When does fan adulation become too creepy? Because you sent me something. Uh, Kurt, some artist is doing a 3D sculpture of you and then sent this to you. Creepy or flattering? Oh, that's a sculpture? That's yeah. not just like a, a Photoshop? Yeah, well, like what it is, it's like a 3D sculpture. So it's in a program. So it actually is like the whole everything. Yeah. Um, is it life size? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, uh, it's, like, it's, 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 it's just, it's digital art. It's digital art. So it's like a, like a, it's, it's like a CGI version of a, a, a but base. there's many different angles to this and the detail is a little frightening. Well, he got it from an artist's drawing of an image that I did from a photo shoot. Creepy I just, I mean, flattering. no, I always find it. I always, I mean, I mean, it's, a, I don't find it creepy at all. I mean, that's it, his, I looked at his uh, Instagram. That picture? Yeah, that's, I looked at I looked Beautiful. at it. Yeah, I looked at but it. But for Insta- a fan to take that much time and but, attention to you know, detail and that the, you don't know. But the thing is, and I I reposted the this is the uh, the original the, what the end product came out it's to. It's beautiful. It, it came out. I mean, the end product came out really nice. I think it's like a pretty image. It's you know, beautiful. It's, uh, I don't get it. Uh, no, I, I mean, uh, I think it's really cool when people uh, get inspired by you and and sort of you're like their temporary muse for a situation that brings out art, artistic sides. I love cool. that. I'm I mean, I, I used to draw when I was younger, and I mean, I play the piano now, so, I mean, I, I don't find other people's art creepy. It's just I, the beholder, you know, kind of thing. The only time I get, like, artistic adulation is when they use my picture for, like, the mad uh, and, like, <laughs> dare, say no to drugs posters. That's, that's <clears throat> where I Whoops, get my exposure You gotta stop from. doing those stock photo shoots, girl. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> no, but it's funny because you're on the cover of so many romance novels, and you see them, like, out and about, or, like, Amazon does a review, and it's, it's you and all of them. It's funny. It's you with Men, women. There was a horse once. I oh, mean, there was no horses <laughs> in any. It was. No horses. It was. It was like. You're so full. Is of this it. love stable? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. I just came up with that one. Oh, that's there good. we go. There, that's there, really there good. We go. All right, let's get this show kicked up in gear. Steven, you're here because yeah. you love reporting on pop culture. Um, yes. Kurt, let's bring him in. Look at 
On the Rocks is proud to present Pop on the Rocks, your daily dose of Daler with your host, Stephen Daler, bringing us the latest dish in pop culture. Take it away, Stephen. I'll be in the corner drinking. True story. <laughs> as you pour, as, yeah, as you I top know. yourself off. <laughs> uh, I feel like I haven't been back here in forever. You're too busy for some of us. Well, sorry, you don't. You know, you cancel on me last minute sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what fun! Airing <laughs> our right. dirty laundry. We have a therapist here. Let's work through it. Let's, all right, all right. Okay. So first up on our list, American Idol premiered this weekend. Uh, did you catch it? Uh, no, but I heard about it, oh. and all I heard was thumbs down. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was watching with my roomie. I was I was kind of bored on the the season premiere. I mean, and and it, it had um. It did well for the night, based on the night, but it had the second lowest ratings of any of their season premieres. Um, they it's had too soon for a reboot. Too soon. Yeah, yeah. there's everyone's just sort of asking the question why. And then the second night, uh, so the first night they opened with 10.3 million viewers, and the second night it went down to 8.4 million viewers, losing to The Voice, which was over 11 million viewers. And isn't Kelly Clarkson on, on The, the Voice? Voice. She's yes, she's and, and oh, she's amazing. And you would note, you'll note, you'll notice a subtle shade when you watch the first episode. The it starts with like a narration. And and talking about like what you can become, and then it's like I know because it happened to me, and it's Carrie Underwood. So they completely like ignore the fact that wow. Kelly Clarkson was on it. Kelly Clarkson yeah. is like one of the only ones that is like an A-list. Like Adam Lambert, as much as I loved his first album, it's like okay, what yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but he never won too. You know, but still, I mean, even I, I think I think a lot of I think American Taylor Idol, Hicks. Yeah, oh, the, the, when he when he beat over uh, Catherine McPhee, then I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I think Taylor Hicks is working at Subway right is now. It, yeah, you know, on well, well, Catherine, makes a good Catherine McPhee's now on a she's on a TV Scorpion. show. Yeah, yeah, she's yep. she's doing well for herself. Well, I think I think American Idol created a lot of stars. I don't think necessarily winning American Idol meant you would become a star. Like America's Next Top Model. Oh yeah. Mm. Or well, speaking of that, mm. the voice, the voice, uh, the voice is actually having a residency now. They're gonna gonna have a residency in Vegas with like their past winners because I mean, they've been on for what now? Fifteen years. Can you really name a winner of the voice that's huge? No. Wait, wait, no, no. The no. voice has the voice. been on for fifteen years. They've been on for like fifteen. No. no. Yes. No. Well, no. Five, yes. I would say. No. The voice. I'm sorry, but uh, no, 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 girl. Uh, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys just won uh, season. Uh, th she won season. What no, was it? No, America's Next Top Model. I'm gonna no, look the voice I'm has been has no, been on no, for 14 no, no, seasons. No, 14 you, seasons. Oh, season is one, but it's not 14. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. okay. Well, then yeah. seasons. I'm, I'm like, I'm wait, do they wait? It. Do they do to two seasons a year? Is that what they do? They do like 14 seasons oh, in one year. So okay. they've been on for uh, one year. So, so they've been on yeah. for seven. Maybe it's yeah, seven years. No, seven no years, 14 seasons. But it's 14 seasons, seven years then. Yeah, okay. Yeah, then seven years, 14 seasons. But okay. 14 seasons worth, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 14 okay. seasons. That seven. makes sense. Was that like, makes what? more sense. Well, I saw 14 and I was like, I'm like, I'm not that old. Well, I forget sometimes that some of these shows, we, uh, some of these reality shows have two seasons a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they even, they do it like almost, yeah. They two, do They do two, a false, they do 2011. A, yeah, yeah, seven years. April 26th. So, Maria, do, would you ever be a judge on like a music show like that? Because, I mean, you've been in the I've music been, industry for I've so been long. a judge in Mexico. Uh, I can't remember the name <laughs> of the show. <laughs> Good <spoke>. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a no, great show. No, I bet it's still on. <laughs> what? La, La no, it was a huge show in Mexico for TV Azteca, La Academia. And I did have a good time. It's just, uh, it's very hard for me because over there they want you to just criticized yeah. in, in a bad way. Like the Simon Cowell. Yep. And and I just, I, I it's so hard for me to say something like that. You uh, know, and then they want you to fight yeah. with, with the other person next to you. And if it's not real, it's hard for me. I mean, I'm mean a great well, actress, a nice but, not, but not, 
Have them call me. I have no problem. (laughs) That's what a lot of people felt that uh, happened to American Idol, why it sort of went downhill, because it became less about the contestants and more more about who was judging the contestants. Oh, remember that cat fight season? uh, Nicki Minaj That's the only time that I actually watched it, though. That's the only time that I tuned in. Yeah, but that's what they they sort of, yeah, and that's, but that only can... Keep people interested for so long. We already have plenty of reality shows about all of that. The voice is so much better than American Idol, though. I mean, there's so many cool elements. The blind auditions, the knockout battles. They added a new block feature this year. I I get sucked into the voice. I don't see American Idol at all. interesting. I've seen the voice, but I want to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. I put it on pause, so I do things and this and that, so then I can forward and just see them sing and then oh yeah once you hear like the piano start playing you're like oh god what is their (laughs) sad story because they have to make a sad story about every contestant I'm like why can't they just be a good singer yeah. yeah, I mean, not that I, yeah. if you have a sad story. I mean, we all have sad stories. Yeah. But it's like you know, I, 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 my dog lost his leg in, in <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> and they did that. America's Got Talent too. So I'm going to sing. Emotional. Baby got back. I yeah. mean, it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like they want you to be invested in their whole life instead of just being like about their talent. Yeah, and I mean, it, I get both sides, but not every story has to be well, like an let us, epic let us, story. Let us get there. Don't like sh- yeah. shove it all in our face. My right sad away. story would be like, uh, you know, I've been so broke sometimes in this industry that you know, <laughs> I had to cut my six-inch subway two ninety-nine into four. You know what I mean? Like that's a story I want to hear, like yeah. a real story. Not that the other stories are not real, but not everybody has these, like these big tragic stories. And the B-rolls that they do, and they all the oh, that was the other thing on American Idol, the the season premiere. They just it felt like they just stretched some of those B-rolls. Like there was a girl that she apparently had the worst national anthem in 2011. It was supposed to be like the worst that had ever been performed. <laughs> and then Fergie <laughs> happened. And they sh- yeah, <laughs> I don't think she was, were, but, she was bad but, to but, tell but, you the truth. Yeah, but Maria, the, uh, I, come don't, on. I don't. I don't. I think. Do you want your citizenship from the I, U.S. Uh, be taken away now too? Like come I, on. I think she just. She just did her way. I think she was always on pitch. She was sexy. I thought she, she was at least half a tone flat. And she, she sounded sound, like Eartha she sounded, Kitt. She, she actually sounded, uh, yeah, she sounded sharp. She, she sounded, sounded like, like she was always over. But she sounded like Eartha Kitt at the end of like a, like a long party where she was like, you know? Too far, too far. It was, it was, far. It was, a, okay, it was an interesting far. style of too crooning. But anyway. Annika is like, I'm All calling right. my, my <laughs> rep right now. What? What? What is that? No, I don't watch these shows, you guys. I only ever see them at the nail salon. Because you're so busy doing them stuff. all the time, <laughs> and I just cry. Like I was like the last time I was at the nail salon, they were playing some like talent show, and there was like a you know, six-year-old ventriloquist, and I was just, like, sobbing into oh, my mouth. Oh, that was America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, that was a good story. She, and she was so, and she was so good, too. But she how won. do you vote against them, though, too, though? I can't though? watch. Well, just because you're voting for someone else doesn't I mean you're voting against someone else. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I know, it does. But it's like you can vote, you can vote, like, ten times now, so you can definitely vote for everyone once. <laughs> no, but, like, even as, like, a judge, you know, oh, when you have a cute you. little kid with a sad story, how do you X them out? Well, that, I mean, that, I just like children to begin with, but, like... <laughs> On TV, yeah. Well, that they put all three children, like all the children, up against each other, and they that's just terrible. Like, yeah. that's, that's usually terrible. when they pull everyone forward. It's always like similar groups of people, and then they just announce like one in the group that goes through. And somewhere, Susan Boyle is like, oh, "I'm still famous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing Julia Child in the musical." <laughs> that is so random. All right, next all right, topic. All right, so uh, next on our topic <laughs> is uh, a good idea. <laughs> Beyonce and Jay Z announced the officially announced the On the Run two tour. Um, uh, if you're subscribed on Title, uh, you can get the the pre-sale tickets. Actually, kick off tomorrow. For how much? Oh gosh, I don't know. I don't even want to know. 
But uh, for the general public, you'll have to wait till March 19th for most of the dates. Um, the original On the Run tour spanned four months back in 2014, resulting in an HBO special broadcast of the Paris dates directed by Jonas Ackerland. Um, I'm assuming they, that they'll probably do it again. Oh, I mean, of Beyonce's, done a, be, Beyonce's done a video for her There's going to be a reality show tie-in. There'll be a new baby on the way. I mean, it's it's uh, all marketing with these people. Honestly, I, I just really want some Beyonce. I just want some Beyonce. I was going to ask. I think... I mean, I'm. I've never. I don't think I could name a Jay Z song. What's a Jay Z song? Who's Jay Z? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Soundbite. Clip it. Send it to TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to your Sean Penn collection. Uh, <laughs> Maria. Jay Z. Jay Z. Yes. Double shape. Jay Z is the one that Beyonce's sister beat up in the elevator. I think that they've gotten okay. into such a bubble, though. They're so. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Beyonce has talent. I think her mom is a momager, and we all know how good momagers are. It's, it's a great business machine, but I think we're losing well, her sight of her substance. Yeah. You know, well, she, well, Beyonce's a product of what she was. She was made to be what she is. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I haven't really been entertained by her in a while. You know what I mean? Like Because it's not substance. It's machine, machine. Make yeah. money, make money. I, I, put I out a single. I met her once and she was not nice at all. <gasps> really? Not at all. Well, she I was know. jealous. I No, I don't <laughs> think so. I, I think she's very stuck up. Mm. Uh, you know, it was when she was still with uh, the other girls. Uh, oh, Destiny's Child? Yeah. Destiny's Child. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. It was at an award show and I was giving an award so it was backstage. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you girls. You girls are so, you know, like I am, yeah. you know? You girls are so good. And she just look at me like, like, you know, like, mm, like that. I'm like, I don't like you anymore. Yeah, but here's you something. Know? If if but her rep would have set, like showed her your resume and, and your background, she would have been all smiles oh, yeah, and kisses. Course, she just course. didn't know what she was going to be able to work out. But it's, also, it's also back with Destiny's Child. And that's, you know, she, but was like, was this like when Destiny original or when they got back together? No, the original. The yeah, because that was a while. She was really young I don't think then. they were happy to begin with. Yeah, she was really young then too. I bet, I mean. <laughs> we're talking I, like we know them. Well, like, I, I bet, I, well, she well, told well, me. She was really young. Well, I bet you she was really young then. So like, you know, anyone, Doesn't I mean, look at anyone th that age. I agree, like doesn't matter. And I think it shouldn't matter who you're talking to. Like the person who's not Nice to someone when they think that there's yeah you, know, you should some, be nice regardless. That's yeah, the industry like to me, though. That's my standard for people. Yes, just, it yeah. shouldn't matter. Yes. Yeah, when people always say like, "Oh, you're so nice," that's, it's like, "Well, no, know. I'm just like, it's just that's how people should treat each other." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a family thing. It's your family who has to bring you down to earth, you know. And that's why I'm so like like this because when I was 15, I won a contest, Miss Teenager of the World. So I was like, oh my God, you know, and my mother was like, what? You know, come down. <laughs> That's funny. Come down from that, you know, from the cloud because the fall hurts. Yes. And it's my mom that made me who I am today, you know, and I, for me, everybody's the same. And for me, the respect is the same I towards love that. everybody. You know, respect is the first thing that we should all have. Yes. Towards ourselves and towards others. To a homeless person down the yeah. street, to, yes. uh, to a producer, yes. to the security guard out in front. I totally agree. It's just basic decency. decency. It doesn't take that much energy, honestly. You know. And it probably makes your brain a little bit more balanced and a little bit not healthier. All, not you all, have yes. that whole part about, about <laughs> yes. kindness. Kindness and compassion. Kindness yes. and compassion. It's it actually does you 
good. I'm sure it has chemically affects yeah, your brain. It parts of your yes. brain makes you. Also, yeah. you know why? Because you know, uh, us the you know actors, singers, artists, whatever. We have our careers all up and down. There it's like they're like a roller yes. coaster. Mm-hmm. So when you're up, yeah, whatever, whatever. So if you're not stuck up when you're down or when you're in the middle, you behave the same as when you were up. So it's not. It doesn't hurt you. Yeah. Because because you that's know, a really that's, good point. Yeah. People's so, careers literally from day so one. So if you to day are 10, like. Like, oh, oh, when you're down or when in the middle, when you don't have a hit or whatever, you know, as a human being, you're still the same person. But, you know, then you are depressed. Then you get depressed and you because you are used to certain things that you're not getting anymore. And with social media, those peaks in between success and down parts are getting so tight. Literally, it could be one month you're in, the next month you're out and nobody will hear. I mean, it's so weird. But I really think it's all about fear. Like, I think that behavior is always about fear. And if you're if you if the validation that you need comes from this business or comes from success like that it's a horrible path like you have to you have to be able to have like a baseline of you know the validation you need the love you need the balance and that comes from your family right and so the the, you know the peaks and valleys in this business is tough and like good years and bad years but those can only roll off i think if you're not asking this business to like fulfill you in some really fundamental way yes and you know, you know this 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 thing. You go, girl. Clip <laughs> <laughs> that one too. <laughs> it's true. You know, there's there's such a lack of attention from parents to their children, and a lack of time of parents being with their children. I when I grew up, we had breakfast together, we traveled together. We you had, didn't have a phone in front of your together. face yeah. ten so, seconds a day. So the issue with you know all these you know kids shooting you know with guns, yeah, they should. You know, I have a gun, okay? So, um, but they should see who they give it to. They, and they can't, they shouldn't give the, you know, ametralladora, no, no. But the problem here is if the kid gets love and respect at home, then the kid is not going to be messed up to go and want to kill other kids. Or, of course, or, that's or, where it starts. That's of where course, it starts. you have to plant that seed. Yes, and that, and that's what's lacking nowadays in not only in the States, but in, in the world. That's a good point. When I was in preschool, I tried to take my Star Wars, uh, Star Wars toys in my pockets, and my mom was like, you're not taking your toys. That was a toy. How are kids taking guns to school and the parents don't know what yeah, they're that, taking that, to school? That kindergartner, because, like, because, that's crazy. Because, yeah, that's crazy. Because their parents are not there. Yeah. And the kids want attention. And that's the way to get the attention. You know, they're, they, they don't have love. Too easy access. It's, that's the way I yeah. see it. Uh, that's the main problem. To bring love back into into families, or have kids live, grow up on like an island, and when they're eighteen, they can come join <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Well, they ruined Disneyland. I just, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, speaking of Disney and speaking of love, uh, our next topic: uh, the world seems to really love Black Panther. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, I haven't seen awesome. it. I know, I, I, need, I know. Seen it. Uh, I need to see it because I, uh, uh, the Avengers movie comes out in April, so you got to see this before that because it's it's the, all tied in together. The Avengers movie is a culmination of eighteen different films. Wow. If I was an investor, the Avengers. The Avengers movie that's coming out, yeah, it's gonna, it'll be a culmination of, eight, of 18 ever. different yep. films. There's probably like 80, 80 wow. actors in it. I mean, it's got the budget. Oh it's like, incredible. Yeah, the largest yeah. budget ever for a film. Well, Can you I, imagine I, those I, craft services and those uh, star trailers? <sighs> like, they had to be really PC. Those That set must have been crazy. Yeah. Um, but, oh, uh, yeah, so it's, it's actually 
when I when I first sent you this, it was passing the one billion dollar mark. Now it's almost passing the one point one. Uh, it has uh, uh, $562 million uh, domestic gross in just 24 days. Uh, it's now surpassed The Dark Knight, which was at $534 mm-hmm. million in 2008, to become the second highest grossing comic book superhero movie of all time in North America behind only The Avengers, which has $623 million. So it might actually even pass The Avengers. Incredible. Which is great. And like yeah. I said, if I was an investor, I would I would have been like, oh, you know, it'll probably do okay. I would never have thought of the success, but we're talking about diversity a lot. My thing, to your point about the Oscars, is like, I want to make sure it's a good movie first, and then I'm going to be so happy that it's making a lot of money. I'm not going to just I, applaud a film because it, it oh, I think I think the thing that everyone's so happy about is that this is just like an amazing superhero film that expresses and, 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 and stars a lot of African-American people. Great. And it's not, but it's not a film that's about, you know, them being African-American. They're just superheroes dealing with this, cri- they're dealing with what's going and on. They ha- and and, 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 and it, yeah, and it's, so, yeah. And it's, and yeah, and it's, and it's, a, and it's something that, that, they, that, you know, they haven't been represented that way, you know, and it's just, and everyone is being, everyone feels relate can relate to this movie. I'm so doing that's the Latino why. version called Brown Armadillo. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> Maria's gonna sing the hit song and it's gonna it's all gonna come full circle. <laughs> wow. Are you gonna use the same costume that Ross wore on Friends? <laughs> I think you're saying Ross Matthews. I'm like, no, Ross one more Fred. Ross comparison, really. Oh, really? Yeah. You go straight there. See, like, why do you go straight there? I go gaily there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Oh, for cry out loud. All right, so next on our list is Kylie Minogue. Um, she is making the gay rounds this year. She's headlining White Party and New York City Pride. She is? Oh, I'm. Oh, I love Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Can did, somebody did, like you go to White I, Party, I love, though? I love Kylie Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> so much. She's I mean, so talented. She is so talented. She's, she is very talented. She's so, I think she's that so she's small though. She's smart too because she knows that. I mean, she her new album is is country pop, which is obviously like what? A, yeah, she's doing some country pop now. She 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 made a look. Trip. Look, it's she, like she, I've been saying for like three years I want to do country music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got, Madonna she, did she it. She made a trip to Nashville. She fell in love, and so she. I think she's just uh, doing you know preemptive damage. Kylie Minogue's country is like the Berkshires. Like, like yeah. I was. I was behind Kylie at the bar at a premiere and I was like oh who is this gorgeous tiny little she's flawless tiny little little porcelain beautiful but like five foot yeah because you're huge woman. Dr. Mike <laughs> <laughs> but, she, but she I mean in, in her video she looks like she could be yeah. like Beyonce like well, five foot ten well she's at the top of like a tire tower she's, no but she she's actually never look like Beyonce I think, she, I think she's like five foot one she's or something so I was very surprised because I was expecting five foot ten yeah. but, but beautiful in, in person tall. yeah Beautiful. Yeah. She has come across. But very white tough. party and sweet. Well, I mean, what do you mean by well, white, white party? Par- the white party is no joke. I mean, uh, let's see. The white party. What's that? It's, uh, the white it's pa- the big gay party. It's for drugs. Yeah, and it's it's um it's a 29th a- annual white party. Pump. Party. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you have to wear white and then do white. Oh, I was gonna. Substances. But if yeah. you said drugs. The well, the it's white like a big gay festival. Like Pumps. Okay, okay. People, people, people can white. go there and dance. Yeah. But the white party Palm Springs festival attracts over thirty thousand people of the LGBTQ community over the past twenty nine. So does my bedroom. Oh, I'm sure it does. Look at you. You're all bitter over the past 29 years let me show you how popular <laughs> I am at white party Everyone, I never wear white I don't do drugs and I'm not a gym buddy so well, sorry pre- previous performers included Lady Gaga Ariana Grande Jennifer Lopez Kesha Mary J Blige so you okay know, it's okay it's had it they've had their fair share of performers and don't forget Kim Zolciak don't be tardy for the party well they do have multiple performers <laughs> someone has to do the pool party yeah <laughs> and you're talking about pool table party uh, oh okay oh man all right okay okay so anyway but uh for her 
she's also performing in New York City Pride. It's going to be a star-studded lineup for June 23rd and 24th. Um, RuPaul's going to... Uh, uh, they're going to have uh, Sasha Valor there, your favorite. I think you said stars. <clears throat> yeah, I know, right? You know, Tavlo, Lizzo, Big Freddy, Freddy? I don't know. Like, I guess I don't even know who these stars are. There must be huge. This is great research. <laughs> great research, Stephen. Well, I just like typed it in. I was like, oh, it says big stars. Okay, then I'll just like copy and paste the names. Did not even look at the names. Look at the names. I'm like, if it has Big Mac, I'll be there. How, yeah. how about that? There you go. You'll be there. All right, let's move on to our next. <laughs> no, that's not Pheromone. <laughs> that, is, like that is Christina Aguilera. She's going to be the guest judge on the new season premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, I was I once. Can't wait. I went. I went. I was a judge with Did, RuPaul. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Did you I, have fun? I did. Yeah, it's a fun show. It's a fun show. Yeah. I mean, it's like what <laughs> you know, but it, it's it's very is yeah. It, I, it, I will. I, I love the producers. You know, uh, of the of the show. Well, and you're you've been a big uh, uh, proponent and for spokesperson the for the LGBT community. Yes. Um, yeah. My even in the Latin American countries where oh. they're supposed to be like machismo, they're oh like, my hey, god. girl. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're, two of my songs are like they're. Anthems, El Limo, yes. the anthem, like La Loca. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> My ex-boyfriend was called the, the La Loca. <laughs> and Noche de Copas, you know, it's like, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> it's, it's, and I, and I have a lot to thank them, you know, I mean, you guys in Latin America, you know, I, I have all these we just love Guys strong women who like look me, great. And it's great to see them dressed like mm. me and doing me. You know? yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, doing me, no. but I yeah. mean, <laughs> In I their bet, dreams. Uh, you you kind of remind me. Imitating. I bet, I bet when you were go. a teenager, you looked like Valentina. Do you remember oh, you know, that yeah. most beautiful drag queen I think of all time in all the seasons? Valentina. Of, oh. She wasn't she very nice. Looks like Evangeline. <laughs> I think pheromones. Well, pheromone and and Valentina both. I mean, so there some of them are just getting like turning to such artistry with their makeup. Yes. Yeah. But I think they're getting the help where drag queens used to be. You had to sing number one, and we're talking about the '70s where it was a female impersonators. So the term drag wasn't used. You had to sing live. You had to do your own outfits. You had to do your own makeup. The, now the, all these people have a team, and I don't think it's fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, like lo- having yeah. a surgery to compete in the Miss Universe. Pageant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not fair. <laughs> or not, Lance, uh, not Lance Armstrong taking drugs to compete. <laughs> when I take drugs, I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do drugs. That's the joke. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, good for good for RuPaul's Drag Race. The the ratings are getting better and better and better. I mean, and it's really smart that they're doing All Stars three right before they're just jumping right into season ten, right when All Stars three ends, like next week. It ended for me episode one. <clears throat> Oh no! I was it's gonna so ask bad you, and boring. Really? It actually. You, you think I mean, differently? The only person oh. that has been entertaining it's like, it's me this like my, season. It's like my favorite show. Oh, really? The only person. But the All Stars is is really falling the, flat. Well, yeah, well, it's, it's la- been, the last All Stars was much better. It and, was. Yeah. yeah. The only the la- person but Alaska should not have won. But that's just my. Opinion. <laughs> that's, I, well, I'm always team detox. But um, uh, Shangela's been the only only interesting person to well, not interesting <laughs> but entertainment person this year for me. <laughs> Sh- Shangela's incredible. Yeah, she should win Why, who for do you sure. Who do you not? Who do you, do you want to win All Stars two last year? Uh, Alyssa. Alyssa. Mm-hmm. I, I would. I would fly somewhere to see Alyssa perform. She's on live. the next episode. She can't. Yeah. yeah, she's back. Oh really? Yeah, she's coming back. Yeah, she's oh. she's gonna teach like the Queen something. I don't know, but she's oh. she's on the next episode. So. Look forward okay. to that. <laughs> I'll have her people contact your people. Yes, please. And it'll be, yeah. Yes, please. I love Alyssa. She's I'm sure so, she's uh, really Alyssa needs some therapy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Well, okay. So are you re- ready to move on to the shade? The shade of the moment, and then we got to get cracking. <laughs> 
Um, oh, we're not having we don't have a sponsor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, all right. So, well, you know, she. It's funny because she makes my shade of the moment almost like every time. Every single time. She has so much. She's always throwing the shade. Mariah Carey versus the Grammys uh, once again. Um, Mariah Carey. <laughs> she may already have five Grammy awards under her belt, but the singer and songwriter said in a new <laughs> interview <laughs> that she doesn't care about the. She doesn't care about the accolades. Quote, in the music business, if you care about the Grammys and submitting your uh, your stuff before a certain time frame, you want, a, uh, you want a single out in the summer, and then you want to have your record out before the Grammys consideration deadline, which has changed. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, she said in a candid interview with V Magazine. So she does not care about the Grammys because she does not care about having to make deadlines for them. Well, you've been nominated three times for a Grammy. How important is it to win the Grammy? I know it's you know part of the of the buzzwords for that season, but is it a really lot of that art, a lot of artists don't like your... the Grammys though. They don't feel like the Grammys actually represent the true winners of that. Like... Well, the Grammys have changed though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just like any other awards. There are so many talented people and. Uh, just, just lucky because oh, there's just the winners are not really the best. Yeah, they're good. And it's PR, it's it, marketing. There's a lot of things. I mean, uh, but I when when the Lat this was the American Grammys that I was nominated, but uh, when the Latino Grammys came up, I talked against them very much. So I don't think I'm ever going to be nominated for a Latino <laughs> Grammy. But no, it's true. I said, you know, why are the African Americans going to have their own Grammy? Are the Japanese going to have their own Grammy? No, you know, it's 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 not right because it's, it was all about making money. Yeah, and I love money. Okay, because but we know the Latin public goes to see concerts. They bring their families. They 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 love their concerts. Mm. But I think that um, the, the the Grammys. It, those that are nominated, most of the time, deserve to be nominated, but that doesn't mean that those that were not nominated didn't deserve to be nominated. Right. They do. It's just a lucky thing. There's so many good and talented people around, but there's only space for five on each category. You know, so that's I believe I believe in the Grammys. I think the, I think that a lot of people is just the the subst substance. I guess I think that the Grammys they think that like the winner of a, a single. I mean, look at the who won the last single. It was um, Ed Sheeran's "Shape of You," but it was up against you know you had Kesha, where she mm -hmm. had a song that was about her you know former you know rapist, and yeah. like you had all you know and and you had four women against one man, and the one man with his song was about admiring the shape of a woman's body. I think people are just like, wait, like, yeah. well, that's the music industry is still sexist. I mean, I mean we're writing yeah. songs about how sexy people are and what but, we want to do to sort of their like their the substance. You, like you had these other artists that had sort of their, their songs had sort of like a substance quality to it. And then the one that won was just like, oh, you know, he finds this girl hot. You know, it's just sort of like people are just like, oh, well, I'm just turned, they're just, people just get turned I think off for, for me this year, the Oscars were not the right thing. So I got I, all the I vote, I vote and I get the, the yeah, movies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was, shocked to see and i'm not going to say which ones but i was shocked to see some of the nominees mm. and then some of the winners i'm like i can't believe this i can't believe this i, I mean, totally agree with wrong, you uh, something wrong this year yeah. I, I got all the screeners and i watched them in two nights or two days <laughs> and i watched them i'm like i wouldn't have nominated either one of these to oh. be best picture oh my god they were good films <gasps> but shouldn't every film be good oh my god I was actors like, and actresses they should do their job no. uh, anyway anyway all right let's get this show on the road i want to talk right about my, <laughs> i want to talk about my event can i no no we're we're, we're, we're doing it we are? Yeah. We're not done, girl. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would love to formally. <laughs> I would love to formally introduce uh, uh, our guest for tonight. So, uh, so excited to have you all. And we come from such different walks of life, and that's what I love about the show. You never know who you're going to meet on the show. Uh, Annika Marks, uh, actress, writer, and producer. Uh, hard act to forget, and I'm a huge, huge fan. Uh, Hot off the heels, starring in Paramount Networks, Waco. You guys, this show, uh, six part, it, the final episode just aired, opposite Michael Shannon, Taylor Kitsch, uh, and John Leguizamo, uh, playing Kathy Schroeder, who is a very interesting character to play, a woman who, after she left the compound, still had this uh, huge fanaticism for David Koresh. What an intense piece of work, and watch the trailer on YouTube. If I played it, they'd shut us down, but um, <laughs> but watch it. I can't even, we're going to talk about filming that. I can't even imagine, but this cast, so stellar, um, but not, this is just one of the many stellar casts uh, that Anka's been a part of. Played Principal Monty Porter on ABC's uh, Family, also Freeform's hit series, uh, The Fosters, which is finishing, or uh, tonight was its 100th episode. Brad Bredewig is coming on the show. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one of my favorite people. Um, it's so great. Uh, Annika also starred in season two of uh, Amazon's hit series, Goliath. Also, Amazon's The Last Tycoon, opposite Matt Bomer, Kelsey Grammer, and Lily Collins. Amazon just must love you. They're like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I uh, hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> she also completed a run at the Pasadena Playhouse and Deaf West production of Our Town, a role in which she had to learn ASL in addition uh, to her, her lines a, as a character. Um, we know uh, Deaf West just puts on amazing productions. Uh, she starred alongside Sharon Lawrence, which I have, I have Sharon Lawrence story, uh, in the film Grace, which focuses on an alcoholic attempting to recover. Um, <laughs> uh, in 2016, <laughs> she also starred in Anguish. You guys, go to YouTube, look up the trailer for Anguish. I was scared crapless just watching <laughs> the trailer. Um, she played the single parent of a mentally ill daughter. Um, she also was at the Gevin Playhouse production of The Model Apartment. Uh, of course, we love her from her debut film, The Sessions, on Fox Searchlight. Uh, as a nurse that falls in love with her patient, um, it premiered at the 2012 Sundance Film Festival, won the Audience Award, and uh, the Special Jury Award for Ensemble Acting, which she shares with John Hawks, Helen Hunt, and William uh, H. Macy. You know, wow. that's how we do it. That's how, I guess, we make our debut here in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, other projects she's been a, a part of, uh, uh, Mona Lisa Smile, which we all love Mona Lisa Smile, yeah. NCIS New Orleans, uh, Southland, uh, Law & Order, uh, IFC's The Undeserved, and award-winning shorts, uh, Hard to Come By, and The Mushroom Sessions. If that wasn't enough, she is also uh, an activist. Um, she's ambassador for the nonprofit organization Connect Our Kids, and she wrote and produced uh, these non-traditional, fun <laughs> PSA kind of spots web series to raise awareness for the drought problem here in California. Um, also involved in uh, a, a, a sense of home, yep. and then I don't know how to pronounce it. Hamomi. Hamomi. Okay, I didn't want to say it wrong because I say everything else wrong. I can't even order Del Taco. Like, no, uh, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. I'm exhausted just reading this bio. Welcome, Annika. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That was the nicest bio ever. Oh, she's thorough. Yeah, that was that was, that was amazing. I'm actually a little stressed out. <laughs> oh well, we got something for that. Also joining the show. You're in the right place. <laughs> yes, Dr. Mike Dow, who's so adorable. I just want to pinch his cheeks. <laughs> Both his cheeks. Um, he's a highly sought after psychotherapist, New York Times bestselling author of The Brain Fog Fix, Healing the Broken Brain, and Diet Rehab. His books have been published in uh, several different languages and are bestsellers in. 
Europe and Asia. He has hosted several hit television series. You know that you've seen him on TV uh, as the go-to expert in relationships, brain health, addiction, and mental illness, all of which I suffer right now. Uh, <laughs> he can be heard weekly on Hay House Radio's The Dr. Mike Show. Uh, he was inspired, and I, I, I love this. We always ask people how they got their inspiration uh, when they were young. Um, he was inspired by his brother who suffered a massive stroke uh, when he was just 10 years old. So Dr. Mike has made it his personal mission to help others in their quest for health and happiness. And I have to tell you, this book has done such wonders. My mom is full-time care uh, yeah, caregiver for, for my grandma. Yep. Um, so everything in this book is just great. Oh, I'm so uh, his expertise and warmth helped him become America's go-to therapist, uh, hosting a number of hit shows on E! Entertainment, VH1, TLC, Logo, Hey Girl, uh, and Discovery. <laughs> He's also been featured, this makes you even more Hey Girl, uh, as Latoya Jackson's therapist on OWN's My Life with Latoya. Did you need therapy after that? <laughs> I, I wondered. <coughs> His fourth book, Heal Your Drain Brain, just came out this February, and I literally read it. I read it in, in a day. Um, it was, and I'm not a good reader because I'm like, oh, who texted me? Blah, blah, blah. Read this. Um, in September 2018, he is releasing his fifth book, you guys, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Think, Act, and, and Be Happy. That's huge. I mean, we all love chicken soup. Although yeah. I like some bread with my chicken soup. <laughs> <laughs> um, he makes regular appearances on uh, Dr. Oz as and as a member of, of the core team uh, on The Doctors. And you guys are all just sexy. That's all I have to say. You guys are like heating up daytime. <laughs> like the ratings with like, you know, moms at home are watching like, oh, my sexy doctors. Um, <laughs> also appearances on Today, Good Morning America, Wendy Williams, Rachel Ray, Nightline, Fox and Friends, Meredith Vieira, Ricky Lake, Bethany, which I love, um, and other hit shows. He holds a master of science degree in marriage and family therapy a doctorate in psychology a doctorate in clinical sexology and has a postdoctoral training in psychopharmacology I have no clue what I just said <laughs> <laughs> how did you go your entire life without knowing any of those words <laughs> I need them all too don't <laughs> hold the Fox and Friends against me we can just I should just cut that part out of my bio right <laughs> no Maria has been on Fox uh, plenty of no, times it, 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 was actually, it, it was actually it was actually a great it was actually a great show um, and anytime we can speak to a different audience, I'm I'm all when about I, it. When, when I get to talk about what I want to talk about, yes, maybe not politics. I don't I don't watch that show. But. Yeah, well, we never get brain too health, political. Yes, on the, yes brain healthy. No. And I know many politicians that need to become brain healthy <laughs> <laughs> so they can run our country. But uh, he's been involved in charitable causes and volunteers for the Camp Comfort Zone, the nation's largest bereavement camp, and served as a volunteer uh, for Trevor Project Lifeguard. We love the Trevor Project. Welcome, Dr. Mike Dow. Thank you for having me. And last but certainly not least, Maria Conchita Alonso is one of the biggest names in the Latin market. Film star, theater and TV actress, Miss Venezuela, by the way. Oh. A singer-songwriter that has contributed to the uh, entertainment industry in over 70 films, 10 telenovelas, multiple plays, 15 movies of the week, and miniseries, and in over 100 episodes of television on HBO, Showtime, NBC, ABC, CBS, Hallmark, and Lifetime, just to name a, a few that I can pronounce. The, the rest, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, she has received many, many awards and recognition for her work for the community and the entertainment community at large. Um, uh, multiple number one albums, platinum and gold uh, record sales, contributing to three Grammy nominations. Her first gold album and number one song in the charts was Love Maniac that we talked about uh, back in Venezuela in 1979, you guys. Wow. Uh, she was soon signed by A&M Records and moved to L.A., uh, and then she was asked to write the Spanish lyrics and sing Vamos a, a Bailar, uh, which uh, Giorgio Moroder had written and produced to be part of the soundtrack and, uh, for the film Scarface. Yes. So a little, cool. little part of Hollywood history. Yeah. That's cool. Became an instant, instant classic. Um, 
and then Grammy nominations to follow, and then her Hollywood film debut in 1984 uh, in Moscow on the Hudson with Mr. Robin Williams. Mm. What a debut in American film! I, I just I can't I can't even imagine. Also started movies like Extreme Prejudice, The Running Man, Predator Two, House of Spirits, Vampires Kiss, Colors, and a fun favorite, Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. Yeah. <laughs> she also starred in Broadway's Kiss of the Spider Woman when it was uh, the play, and that. Play script oh, is so right. so yeah. good. Yes, you did. Yes, I you did. did. I did. And well, I don't know how, but I did. Oh, please, girl, we know how. It's called talent. <laughs> also, for the gays, uh, she was cast as Ava Longoria's mother on ABC's Desperate Housewives. Also, guest starred in the Spanish version called Amas de Casa Desperadas, which is also the name of my biography coming out next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the business side, she's hosted and produced Picante, a weekly primetime Spanish language variety show in Mexico, daily talk show for Telemundo, and Viva Hollywood for VH1. Uh, as a speaker, her topics are as an animal and political activist uh, for her growing up, born in Cuba, raised in Venezuela, having to move for political reasons. Um, also, her fight against anorexia and bulimia, which, which is great. Um, su such a great role model. Uh, she's been touring Latin America and Mexico in over 40 cities since 2014. And watch out, this year she has five movies coming out and is working on more musical crossovers for the U.S. market. Yes. Welcome, you guys. Oh, 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 this is fun. But I, the, the most important thing that you didn't mention out of all that, it's the event that I'm having on Thursday. Girl, we are mentioning it. Kurt, can, <laughs> can we show that poster? So Thursday, I want you all to come to Candela yes. on La Siena. Yeah, there's, there's a club called Candela, which means uh, a flame. And it's on oh, I'm a, bringing the yeah. flame. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on Beat eight, me to it today. <laughs> it's 831 South La Brea near Wilshire. And it's an event that I did that, that's called VE Fauna, which means Venezuela endorses fauna. VEE -E Fauna. You can you can see the hashtag on Instagram yes. and Facebook and and uh, Twitter. Um, and I did this event because uh, Venezuela is dying. Uh, the, its people, the children, the babies, the animals, worse than. If, if, if they allow the babies to die, the animals are being uh, the worst of all. So um, it's, it's an event that is going to help five animal foundations and one foundation that has 300 kids with HIV and old people with uh, disabilities that have been abandoned too. Uh, the, the, the event is going to have a casino so we can play and have fun and make money for the charity. It has a silent auction. Uh, uh, we have three singers from Venezuela. I'm going to sing li with a live band. We have a DJ that is going to play music from the 70s, 80s and 90s. And, um, and there's a, an, a great and beautiful and big and talented Mexican singer that does regional music. Her name is Carmen She's Jara. She's huge. Carmen huge. Jara is huge. And yep. uh, so so this is this coming Thursday from 7.30 to whatever. and uh, <laughs> That's the Latino party, by the yeah, way. It's a question yeah. mark at the end. It's, party never uh, ends. It's going to be... <laughs> My it's, kind of party. It, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's going to be the best, the best evening uh, that night because we're doing it out of love. Everything that we make that night after we pay the... Mm -hmm. Casino, the, you know, the place uh, is going to go to these uh, foundations. How you can buy the tickets, how you can you donate, just go. It's, it's, just it's pay PayPal or Bank of America. 
the foundation of the priest that has the kids and the old people and the elderly has been registered in the United States for 10 years as a nonprofit. So you can also de tax deduct. So that's where the money goes. Um, but, you know, it's too complicated to say now. I mean, you know, my 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 accounts are hashed, uh, at Maria Conchita underscore A. But you just go to Twitter and Instagram and just put there, hashtag yeah. VEE Fauna and you find it's like $45 VIP, it's $75. Um, and uh, even if you can go and you, you donate $5, you can spade a dog for $5 in Venezuela. Wow, which is so um, important. It's uh, yeah, because you you stop the reproduction and and the death of mm. of thousands of them, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just called Casino Night uh, Thursday, and um, thank you for having me here. Because of do you know who my date is for that night? No, Golden Globe winner Joanna Cassidy. Oh, Joanna, Blade Runner who framed Roger Rabbit six feet under. She yes, was an odd mom out. Yes. She and I become close friends, so we are coming, and we are That's definitely so going to support. That's you know, sweet. I love you and all of your activism. The question I wanted to ask is, and we had discussed this briefly before the show. You, you have such a, a strong voice and such strong opinions. You've been on uh, Sean Hannity. You've been on Bill O'Reilly. You've had very public fights I with, with, with the, others. The view, yes. completely the opposite of them. <laughs> Which I love because, like we said, whoever can hear your message, it's, it's a really good point. Uh, but in 2014, the Venezuelan president was trying to take away your citizenship because yeah. of what you were saying. Yeah. Isn't it dangerous? And didn't it, it hurt your career to be so political? Yes. It's, it's dangerous. I, I, you can be killed. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And you've, you've had death threats. I have. I've had. Yeah. FBI has my file. Um, but if the kids, if the, if the young adults in Venezuela go into the streets and they put their lives in front of those Nazis, that is the National Guard from Venezuela, how can you not do something? Um, uh, you can't, you know, fear is the only thing the the, the worst and uh, um, the worst personal um, is how do you call that uh, el peor enemigo natural del hombre is the worst mm -hmm. natural enemy of the of a human being mm -hmm. is fear it stops you from doing from being from growing and um, and I don't have fear. When my time comes, my time comes. I've done what I wanted to. Yes, there should be a hashtag in Hollywood also, like Me Too, for the sexual harassments. There should be one for political harassments. Yes, mm -hmm. I've been um, put aside for certain things because of my political views are not as those of most of Hollywood. And it's sad because when I first came to the United States, I mean to Los Angeles, I've been in LA for, um, for 30 plus years. People didn't care what party you were from. They didn't care if you were Democrat, Republican, in the center. They didn't care. It was, it was respect. That doesn't exist anymore. People look at you weird if you don't. I, I never liked Obama. Sorry, and I was very open about it. You know what he did in Cuba was horrible. Open doors and give more money to the regime. Not one cent goes to the Cuban people. Not one cent. So to say everything is fine, go to Cuba, go to the terrorists, go to the killers, you know, no. But anyway, that's, you know, we're not, I'm not here to talk about politics. I'm here to talk about uh, we all as human beings should learn how to respect and should learn how to give. And that's my whole purpose of this event on Thursday. If people knew how amazingly good you feel when you're giving 
and when you are part of saving a life, I feel so wonderful. More people will be in this because alone you can't make it happen, you know? You have to be together and help and respect. I won't respect the terrorist. I won't respect the communist. But I will respect somebody that has different points of view that still believes in some democracy, you know? When you're fighting for a cause for a country you can't go back to, a country that you were raised in. I can't, and and the reason why they wanted to take my my mem- my membership, <laughs> my <laughs> my nationality away is because I spoke in, at Congress in Washington mm-hmm. D.C. and I said that we, sh- uh, you know, Venezuela should be bombed. Obviously, not the whole country. I was talking about these people that run the country, which are narco terrorists, and uh, and and right now I could tell you that ninety percent of Venezuela wants that. Ninety percent of Venezuela well, would, they're in the would, streets. would they're die risking, yeah. for an intervention, be it from the United States, be it from France, Canada, Brazil, whatever. We are dying from an, a, a, a military intervention because they don't accept help. They want to see the people die, the animals die. They are killing the zoo animals. They're killing some animals to feed all their zoo animals. They're starving, and that's what communism is, you know, so they can have the control on people. And so, yes, we need military intervenes there because they're not going to go away just by just, you know, oh, you know, you know, the, the elections, whatever. Yeah, right, you know. It's, and Dr. Mike, she, she talked about fear. You know, uh, calls to the Trevor Project have, have gone up. Uh, help that's needed by our LGBT youth and, and other minority. Like, there's a fear in our nation uh, from, from, from whatever side. How, how do we deal with that? I remember on election night, and I'm not, like, we're not political here, and I'm not choosing a side, but when things happen in politics this year, I think, we all kind of responded emotionally. How does that play with our daily life, and how do we deal with that kind of fear? Because it's not yeah. like a fear of insects. It's, yeah. it's a, it's <laughs> a weird fear. Cheers to that. It's so interesting. So in, in Heal Your Drain Brain, I talk about the way that different brain phenomena actually sort of have intersected with, you know, social media and our political world, right? So, you know, the brain, you know, in, 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 in media, they have this uh, philosophy, if it bleeds, it leads, right? So if you have a car chase on or you have something that's... People are obsessed. People are all obsessed. But so they if, won't go vote. It's so weird. But if, so if, if, the, if, if one news channel puts on the car crash or something that's angry or that's something that's going to either make people, human beings, angry or inspire fear. And the other channel is just having something, oh, let's talk about something Comics. nice and positive. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about something optimistic. The other ratings go up on the if it bleeds, it leads philosophy, right? So, And we have to understand that in the brain, that was designed to keep us safe, right? So everything in the brain was designed to, when we were hunters and gatherers, uh, you know, the brain needed to understand what was dangerous to keep us alive. But now everything in our modern world, you know, this crazy political world we live in where children are shooting each other at schools and unpredictable danger, which we know in research, uh, the, the human brain does not like unpredictable danger. It would rather know when danger is coming rather than just have it randomly, like when you go into your seventh grade classroom and somebody just starts shooting a gun, right? That is, yeah. that's even worse than, you know, World War Two when, you know, when guns were going to fire from the sky, at least there was an air raid timer and you're like, okay, this is what's going to happen. There might be guns from, you know, from the enemies, right? 
And, and, and so we have to we ha- we have to know how to calm ourselves down. We have to know what can heal our brains because it, it's it's become really toxic in many ways. Well, I have to say, when I read your book, uh, it scared me in so many ways, but it scared me <laughs> in a good way. Like I joke about being the most unhealthy person in the industry. It's probably true. Um, oh please! No, you don't, I, you don't do drugs. Well, that's well. well oh, God. Hello. I, uh, <laughs> but you talk about our daily routine that feeds into our biggest problems: anxiety, insomnia. Oh yeah. But you also tie it into. Um, what can happen that are life-threatening, such as Alzheimer's, such as really big diseases. I'm like, oh. But what you just talk about just makes sense. But it scares me because it's like, oh, we kind of all do these things on a regular basis. And your 14-day plan, you can tweak it so small to start, like baby steps, and it just makes sense. You have 10 minutes to... To, to read the book. You have 20 minutes to do some meditation because we have that much time and more that we're on Instagram, that we're on Twitter. So if you have time for that, then you have time to do something like this. No, I'm so glad. You, at the same time. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. You know, <laughs> I'm meditating. It, it is the little stuff and we take it for granted, right? You know, so just, I mean, give you one tiny example from the book. So at night in your brain, your melatonin levels should go up, your cortisol levels are supposed to go down and then in, in the morning they swap places. So uh, what happens when you check, you know, your phone, you take your phone and in Instagramming at 11. The blue light suppresses melatonin production and you just checked uh, your email so your cortisol has gone up. So then you can't sleep naturally, right? When you sleep, your neurons, your brain cells actually move apart by about 60% and all the gunk that actually eventually will cause plaques that eventually lead to dementia are hosed down. And if you are not sleeping well, you will eventually get something that we have no cure for dementia and Alzheimer's disease, right? So it's like, and it's something as simple as you checking your email from bed at midnight every night. And it's so simple and we all do it. So, but since reading your book, I was like, let's see if I can do that. So going to bed, the the two things I watch before I go to bed, doesn't matter if I come home at four in the morning, like Sunday fun day um, or whatever. (laughs) I watch one episode of Judge Judy and I watch one episode of Golden Girls without fail. Like I could have one eye open and like like a hamburger in bed with me, but that's, that's what I do. Is that bad? Well, yeah, that is bad. You're not supposed to, yeah. (laughs) But what I started to do, Um, is I turn my phone off and put it across the room because that's one of your suggestions. Yes. Let me tell you, I have slept the full night and full night for me right now is six and a half hours to seven hours, which is so much better than my before waking up three, four times at night. Great. And that was just from taking one of your tips, turning off the phone, putting it across the room. I love hearing that. Because you said if you need a clock, and I have an old alarm clock, and I turn, uh, I, I covered the numbers. Isn't that funny how but that one so tip of like covering your alarm clock or turning around, how it improves your sleep? But my body knew how to do that. It's not right. like I was like, okay, we're going to sleep all night. It just happened naturally. And my dreams have become so vivid, which is, it's, 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 it's so weird. So I got this question from many of your fans. Um, because you're in the public eye so many times and on so many talk shows, your energy is always up. You're always positive. You have to be positive. If somebody comes up to ask you for like an inter- or like an autograph or, you know, you can't gain 20 pounds because it's not healthy. You can't go to the club and like have one too many and like dance with your shirt off. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you really have to be so careful about your image. Isn't that exhausting? Uh, well, you know, I also uh, recommend what I call the 80-20 rule, right? So, you know, I, I, I 80% of the time I uh, for lunch today, it was wild salmon, Brussels sprouts, spinach. 
Uh, you had Brussels sprouts and spinach? This is a closed room, just so you know. <laughs> Come on, Dr. Mike. But, you know, this wow, weekend, wow. Uh, my boyfriend and I were in Palm Springs with uh, some of our best friends, and, man, did I eat a lot of disgusting food, and I ate a lot of the foods that I tell people not to eat. Uh, but, you know, today, you know, it's like you, you get back up on the horse and you and you make it your everyday routine, so that can be the exception, not the rule, because so many Americans, that's the, the rule, not the exception, right? So, so yeah. Yes. And, I, and I always yes. say it's like not it's not a cheat day, it's a reward day. You know, I always get yeah. so mad when people say they're cheating and I'm like, But no, you don't reward cheating, yourself with food though. Well no, I'm saying like a reward day, like like let's say you're very strict on yourself all yes. the time well. and like you're like, like like I'm very strict on myself. So when yeah. I have a day where I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna have pizza today, I'm yeah. not gonna be like, Oh, you know, this is my cheat day, I'm cheating on what I'm doing. It's like, no, I work so hard, I deserve this. It's a reward. Yeah. So let me ask you something, I'm sorry. The, uh, 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 the meters here really they pay attention to them no okay no you're okay if you're out in front I they, parked there too I'm right in yeah, front, and they, yeah and they and they and they know that half, of, half of the radio shows it, yeah, yeah, they know yeah, the radio okay. shows go over so okay. I, I, they've never right. had it no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my boyfriend and I had one too many drinks at Toucans watching Morgan I, Michaels I, at I the drag show in I Palm Springs last night. on Sunday <laughs> oh really yeah, oh that's she, funny yeah she was at Showgirls last night oh that's funny Toucans is sold out every Sunday night for the show so that's good to hear and that's what I like about your book it's it's stuff that you can incorporate that's 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 normal that you're not asking anybody to be something that they're not. Who, I mean, who can who can be a saint 24 hours a day? You can't. But yeah, I mean, eight eight eighty percent. That's a good number. That's, oh, that's I like a good that. Number. That's yeah. a good number. I like that. I it's can't. I, yeah. To be a saint 80% no. of the time. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> Her rule is 2080. You, you, you know, <laughs> if you average it, you know. So. No, I just like the, I like the balance part. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like rigid rules. I yeah. think it's impossible. Because, you know, you, you, know, you as an actor and them. somebody who came into your career, you know, your one of your first projects won Sundance, you know, you in recovery from eating disorders, that is, that is, you know, talk about saint versus sinner. Like, I have to be perfect. I think all of us, we need that balance, right? And when we, when we come, when we become really rigid and it doesn't matter if I was treating, you know, Latoya Jackson or, or celebrity or, you know, some of the, you know, just regular people that I treat or, you know, myself, you know, it's like we need, we need that balance because when we get really rigid and, you know, yes, take all of my tips, but then take it with a little grain of salt and don't be, if when we become so rigid, it causes a lot of problems. Yes. I feel, and I also feel like in creativity, like it's different if you're a model, like I grew up as a, as a ballet dancer yes. or like it is, I mean, mm -hmm. it, they might as well give you a cardboard cutout and say like, if you don't fit in this, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to have a career. But when I started acting, I felt like, you know, it's our job to represent humanity right like and not that you should be unhealthy because there's so much unhealthiness in the world but that you should find the version of you that is most inside your own skin and most alive so that you can access all the good stuff because like I think when you are when I'm too controlling I don't feel connected anymore to my own body which is funny that you mentioned the dancing because I actually got an email. You have a certain grace and a certain presence with your body. Mm. You know how to move it where it's fluid. Even when you were doing grace and you were kind of like this, mm. you know, frenetic uh, character. So you've used the dancing as part of your acting approach in terms of movement and, and placement. And you from stage, I've seen you move on stage, girl. <laughs> wow. But it's that movement that is as important in the acting as as your verbal well I, I always i always think of um like i think human nature is actually less complicated than we pretend it is like i think we can all really which is touches on what you were saying before we can all relate to each other like we put up blockades between ourselves but actually 
I think we all know, especially if you're an actor, like you pick up a character, you spend 20 minutes on it and you go, oh, I know this about this person. And then, you know, you get deeper and deeper and you realize you know everything about this person because we are all really similar, whether we like to acknowledge it or not. And I think with your physicality, it gives you the opportunity to lend your body to a character that lets you stay stay connected to your core but f it informs you you know like you decide somebody you know leans their weight on 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 the opposite leg and it informs you it's like it's these little little mm -hmm. choices that like it's working from the outside in which i like doing a lot let's talk about waco uh like i said waco is a six-part uh mini series on paramount network um the subject matter itself how did you prepare for that role? Not only did you have to prepare for this huge meaty role in terms of the character you played, but also the stellar cast of, of, of characters and actors. How did you approach that as an actress and also for your nerves? Like, how did you deal with that anxiety? You know, I, I, I don't, I find that um, once I'm actually working with somebody, they're a peer. And I, and I don't know if that's true for everybody, but like I can get really excited if I just meet somebody at an event or, you know, I guess maybe my first day on a job at a table read or something. But like once I'm actually in scene work with someone, we're two actors trying to figure out the scene and we're peers. And maybe at dinner that night, we're not sitting at the same table, but like there's something, <laughs> there's something about, it's like you're getting into the, you know, you're going, going to the trenches together and um, I I, I, that's really freeing to me. So um, I wasn't worried about that part. What I was worried about was trying to bring some humanity and dignity to these people who not only were killed, but were whose legacies have yeah. been totally destroyed. So I felt a huge amount of pressure and obligation to, mm. um, you know, figure out who this person was and what made her tick and what her relationship was with her family and, you know, get as specific as I could get. Huge, huge undertaking. You guys have to check it out. Along the same lines, Maria, you've shared the screen with some pretty iconic male names. Uh, Schwarzenegger, Robin Williams, Sean Penn, Edwards James Olmos, Christopher Plummer, Nick Nolte. And at the time, these films, you know, women were always like, like the counterpart. Like, you know, but in every one of your films, you held your own against these men with this spitfire. And you weren't what was happening with female roles at that time. How did you keep that to you and how um, how was your acting approach? Um, and for both of you, do you guys subscribe to a certain acting style? I just follow my heart, you know, and I think it's important to feel, to feel what you're saying. Um, and that's what I do. I, I feel every word that comes out, I'm feeling it. And, but then it, we, we, we finish the scene, and then I, I, I mean, it depends on the scene. I can be very drained, and I have mm -hmm. to have, need a few hours, but, but then I, it's me, it's always me. I just become the character when, when I'm on, you know, shooting. But then it's Maria Conchita. Um, I've been lucky, I was lucky. I've never been uh, put down, or stepped on for being uh, a Latina, a Hispanic woman, never. Um, so I guess that's been very lucky. And yes, most of, I would say the majority of the roles that I've done are strong women. Very strong. Very strong <laughs> yes. women. It's just what came my way. And know? it's so funny that your first uh, American film, Moscow and the Hudson with Robin Williams, oh, the yeah. movie is about him coming from Moscow as a Russian, a fish out of water, a foreign person. And 
woman he falls in love with is you, who was actually the foreign person yes, here. Yes, yes. Like that was that was. It was Paul Mazursky's, and it was you know against communism, but in yeah. a very subtle way. Very you subtle. Know? Uh, and uh, Robin uh, was like, he was Mork from Mork and Mindy. Mm -hmm. So I was just so excited that I was going to work with Mork. Yeah. And he's one of the most <sighs> beautiful and spiritual and uh, child mature man that I've met in my whole life. And that's why he left because he was too much for this world. He was a real good human being very shy uh just he was just beautiful you know inside and uh, he couldn't take it here because what's waiting for us is even is is, is better than this world god i, god, I hope so <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I i i you know i have fun i enjoy it but i just know that that what's waiting if you if you were good here now was waiting for you it's like amazing now, in terms of acting style, because you learned acting in in a different country, do you? No, but here too, I went to Lee Strasberg here. Oh, I was gonna, so yeah. So is that? Do you say, "Oh, I subscribe to this acting style"? No, no. I, ju I, ju just I, ju I just follow my heart. That's all. That's all I do. I I believe what I'm saying, and by me believing and feeling what I'm saying, the audience will too. I mean, that concept totally makes and sense, you, what but about in you? practice, uh, yeah. You know, I I I. I don't think all roles ask the same thing, at least of me. I, I, different roles ask for different You're amounts of work. You're very different in your projects. Um, yeah, and, so, and like there are, there's, there's times when I think, look, I've worked with lots of actors where I think you're working too hard. Like, why are you working this hard? You know, like, we, we need to just let it sink in now and forget that we're working and relax and just be here. Um, and then there Kelsey are, Grammer. What? Then, <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. He's amazing. Last time, cute. He's you know. amazing. But then you know there are there are roles that ask a lot of you, whether it's like really technical work, like learning an accent, or if it's you know a real person, and so it's you know th that that amount of research. Um, the, you know, I, I the Geffen show I did, I played a morbidly obese schizophrenic woman and her twelve year old half German sister. You guys have so, to see the behind the scenes pictures. I think you have them on Instagram. <laughs> they put her in a fat suit, and it's it just it just boggles my mind. Suit? And we ch that quick change was less than a minute. That's in and out crazy. Of it. Four times. Yeah. I got married during that show. I got married on. A, I you almost fit your drink out. I got married. Uh, your husband is so hot, by on, the way. Oh, <laughs> that's very sweet. But I think uh, that you should so. get married. You should look the worst when you get married. So that there's nowhere else to go. Well, okay, let me tell you. So we had our wedding planned for a Sunday. Because people get married and they're like, oh, I went on a diet for a w wedding. Well, in five years, you're not going to look like that. No. no. <laughs> we had our wedding planned for a Sunday and then I booked the show and they said you have to be available for all the, the performances. So we moved our wedding to a Monday to my day off. We had our rehearsal dinner between my <laughs> matinee and evening show at the Tender Greens in Westwood down the street from <laughs> the, <laughs> the Tender Greens. <laughs> yes. And then we got married on Monday and I was back at the theater on Tuesday ripping oh. the fat suit on and off. So, yeah. So but you, he, you he understands that. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was not in a healthy brain. <laughs> 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 was a, that was my 20. <laughs> I was in my 20. <laughs> yeah. There you go, yeah. Monica, I, I want to take a little peek at, at uh, Grace, oh. uh, which is a film with Sharon Lawrence, you guys uh, have oh, have. I love Sharon. Yeah, I love. Sh I have a story about Sharon and Patty Lapone. Oh God! What oh, are you yes. watching? So we're watching. <laughs> of course, you're gonna have to carry out the sentence here. Here, like this town. 
I probably know more about you than you think. She was in a band. She drank a lot. Got pregnant. Her life fell apart and her daughter OD'd at 19. I am sure this heart is cold. The more I learn, the less I know. I don't know the first thing about being sober. <laughs> I'm not like her. You are if you get in a relationship before you really get sober. This is my life. If I want to get wasted, why is that anybody else's business? Yeah. <laughs> I was only really intern and that boom just like scared boom. me. <laughs> I was like, oh, you guys uh, check out Grace. Oh, it's very sweet. I, I love that little movie. Great. And Sharon Lawrence. So, my mom, you know, we all know my mom. So, <laughs> we went to see Paddle Lapone at Cinegirl. This was years ago. And Sharon Lawrence was sitting next to her. And I'm a huge Sharon Lawrence uh, fan. And my, my mom is too. You guys, I don't know if our listeners know, Sharon Lawrence has an amazing voice, by the way. Oh, she's an, in- she's an incredible triple threat. Incredible, and she was so gracious and so nice, and she remembered that encounter years later. And it's like, how did she remember that little Has encounter? Has she been on your show? Um, she, uh, I have made the ask, and we've chatted about it, but I will, I will help make that happen. Yes, and then <laughs> you co-host, and we grill her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but to that performance. Dr. Mike, when you go on the TV shows, you have to bring a certain energy. So there's the showmanship first, but then you have to bring that knowledge. Um, how do you prepare for a TV appearance um, in terms of you have to play a certain part with that energy? How do you ramp up? Um, well, you you know, it's it's interesting. Of course, you know, I, it's like, uh, are you a doc? You just play one on TV. So when I'm on TV, I'm on TV, but I am, uh, you know, a doctor treating somebody. So I'm actually very in the moment as you probably, you ladies probably both are when you're acting. So if I'm on TV and I'm treating, you know, on the doctors, I just treated, um, uh, aunt who was the host of uh, VH1 Celebrity Fit Club until, um, you know, uh, a producer walked in on, on him shooting up and he got fired. Right. Uh, this years ago and, and, and now he's struggling with food addiction. So I treated him over the course and we showed his journey on the doctors. So if I'm with him, it's, it's staying present with him or, you know, somebody who's talking about, um, um, you know, whatever they're going through, uh, addiction, uh, mental illness, anxiety, depression. Um, but then if I'm delivering talking points, that's, that, that is a whole different beast. Yeah. Then, then it's three shots of espresso at Starbucks <laughs> at five. And especially, you know, I often will do the, Red eye to New York, go to land at 5 a.m., go to the studio, shower, sometimes not, which is really gross, uh, put on my suit, <laughs> wash my face in the, you know, and go to makeup, do the show, you know, today's show, Dr. Oz. And there have been several times when I'm, you know, then right back to JFK, back here, shooting something here at Paramount, and, and, and it's hard, you know, and, and, and whatever your stresses are, whether you are a mom of five, kids and struggling to go to school on the weekends i think we all have to know what the uh, routines that balance our brains mm-hmm. you know so for me it's exercise you know uh, f- fitting in a little 10 minute sprint interval training in a nasty hotel gym that's one of the little hacks i, I have in the exercise well, you chapter have a, a jogging and it, it brings you joy the yeah. joy of, of jogging jo- jog for joy uh, i call uh we, we're t- chatting in the in the in the g- in the in the green room, the gene room, the green room. My mom is uh, there. It's R-rated. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're talking about, you know, I call probiotics, you know, that you can find in 
kefir or yogurt or you know anything else. Um, the the new Paxil probiotics are the new Paxil because they they help your your gut to manufacture GABA and serotonin. So they they've been clinically shown to relieve stress, anxiety, and you know there's all these natural remedies. And I think people are finally getting to this point where if you are suffering with some you know, moderate, you know, this, you know, my, my book is not for the person who needs, you know, a year of psychiatric inpatient care. You know, my book is not going to fix that person. Uh, but for most Americans, my book is going to help you to treat some of the root causes of, of what's ailing you. And I have to say that. And then you also say, if you're, if you're seeing like a therapist for something and you're seeing a doctor for a physical ailment, this is not going to cure all your life problems. This is something to add to your daily life. Yeah, it's an add-on. And continue what, what you're doing. For sure. Which which I love. So what happens when you wake up in a bad mood? Um, I have I've, to know. I walk, well, I, n- number one, I'm not a morning person. I'm a night owl. So I often wake up and especially if I have like a morning call or, you know, a, a New York, you know, based interview or, you know, the other day I had to do like a, a London radio show. So I had to wake up at like three thirty in the morning and I'm not a morning person. So I definitely wasn't in a good mood. Uh, but you know, my mornings, you know, I, I do two things in the morning. I, I live a block from a Starbucks, uh, and I, <laughs> I walk our two rescue dogs. So, you know, the, the little, uh, the two shots of espresso and the walk around my neighborhood are what sort of help ground me before I need to, to sort of, uh, you know, sort of start the day. And it's sort of this routine that, that helps me to, to actually feel balanced. And as I'm sipping my coffee, as I have my two dogs and, you know, picking up their poop around, around my, our neighborhood, it, you know, that's this ritual, you know, and I'm mindful because, you know, I have to pay attention to them because they're insane and uh, in such in the most, in the cutest way. And, um, you know, that, that helps. And then after the coffee and the, and the long walk, then, uh, then I'm okay. All right. Yeah. Do you ever feel like off balance when you don't get your morning routine? Yes. Yes. So like when I, when I wake up in a, in, in a tiny Manhattan hotel room and like the alarm goes off and it's like two o'clock in the morning in LA and I'm like, Oh God, I have to go be on and, you know, mm-hmm. just be like, have a smiling face at the today show and be just like the most charming, but also well-educated person. Oh my gosh. You know, so this is what I do when I have the thoughts, you know, feelings aren't facts. So I often, when I wake up and it's pitch black and I'm like, and I'm sleep deprived and I've slept for two hours and I have to do a segment, I will have the thought, I can't do this. I'm going to forget everything. I'm going to, there's 4 million people watching the Today Show. I'm going to, I'm just going to go blank. And then, you know what I do? I do what I teach all my patients to do. You know, you have to, uh, number one, that's not a fact. You can just watch that thought go by, normalize it. It all, you know, it, it, we all have those and then go back Look at the contrary evidence that you have from your own personal life. For me, it's how many talk show appearances have I done? I I can't even count, you know? How many times have I stood there with Dr. Oz saying, uh, never, never, right? So I I have contrary evidence from my own life that proves that thought wrong, so I just don't believe it, and I just go about my day. So I think for anyone, if you are that mom struggling and you're going on a job interview and you're like, I can't handle this. And you have that negative thought. Don't believe it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, look at, look at how you are a great mom to your boys. Look at how you got into uh, back into college or back or going back to high school, whatever it is that you're doing. Look at all the evidence that you have from your life that makes you great, intelligent, capable, smart, amazing, unique in your own way. Like look at this, these two beautiful, intelligent, star powered women I'm sitting in between. You look, look, how, look at how unique they are. Look at what they have. And that probably helps for, for actors too, is don't psych yourself out before. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love this crowd, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Maria, I got this uh, this email from many actresses. Uh, you've been in the industry from such an early age, and you have seen so many changes as to what's hot, what's not. Certain changes, such as right now, it's the Me Too movement. How has the industry changed the most, and how does an entertainer stay relevant through these changes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because um, it has changed for us in, in a way that, yeah, they're paying more attention to the Hispanics, but only because they found out that we... We spend a lot of money going to the movies. You Coco know? was a great hit. Yeah. And again, if I was an investor, I would not have put my money in that, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, um, And um, I, I think we're getting more respect um, and uh, more opportunities. Um, I think the accents are being more accepted. I'm talking about me in the Hispanic mm -hmm. world, right? Um, I mean, in the Hispanic, uh, in the United States, right. in the American, North American world. Uh, and um, I think now women are stronger, maybe, or no, they, they were stronger, but they're showing it now. Their, their fear has been put aside uh, with all this Me Too thing, you know, which uh, in part I'm with it <laughs> and in part I'm against in the sense of um, there have been some actors that have kept working with those people that, you know, sexually... Um, you know, mentally or physically or whatever, abuse them, uh, and uh, you know it's uh, because they were scared of not working anymore. And that's how things were done. When we we're talking about the sexual allegations and people know what's going on, it's like when you go to a Hollywood party. We just talked about this before. Drug use at Hollywood parties is huge. You know what rooms to go into if you yeah. want to do it. <laughs> yes, you know what true. producers and directors do the drugs. What actors yeah. are drug users. To be part of that culture. You don't talk against it, but you don't participate if you, that's your choice. Correct. And that's what I think was going on with the allegations. We knew what was happening, but if nobody really complained about it, which now actresses are and actors are, now we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, which is fine, which is good that they're complaining about it now. It is good. It is important to, to stop it. But what I don't agree with is those actresses that kept working with those people. It's like yeah. your husband hits you and you're still with that man, you know, and he hits you again and you're still there. You know, I just, I, I don't agree with that, you know. We, we had uh, Tippi Hedren on the show and, you know, she was in The Birds and uh, she got the Oscar nomination for Marnie. Alfred Hitchcock was obsessed with her and she would not accept any of his advances and he ruined her career. He literally blacklisted her and she didn't know it because we didn't have the social media. We didn't have the same communication. And she literally stopped her career because she said no to one man. That's just crazy. It is. It is. Yeah, I feel it's, like that's fear, right? It's, it's the, fear. It just keeps coming back up. It's the but fear. Like, those, that, you know, Angelina Jolie happened to her, and she told him to go fuck. And she never worked with whomever did that to her. Right. That I respect. But but here's, I, I will say, in defense of women who continued to work with their abusers, I think Loved that... It. I would love to hear I, this. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that um, 
you know, we we lack power in this business as actors, and I think we're realizing that we have more power than we realized we did. But part of the structure of it was designed to make us feel disempowered, to make us feel like we were really dependent on those studio heads and those producers. So I understand the feeling of a young actress without name value um, who maybe hasn't worked for 10 years and finally gets her break, feeling like, am I really going to blow all of this to blow the whistle on this guy that everyone else seems to be acknowledging the behavior is happening and they aren't bothered by it? That negotiation that that woman had to do with herself is the thing that has to change. Like some of those women came to the conclusion, I'm worth more than this. I can see my value. This is not worth it. I am willing to stake my career on saying no. Some women were like, I'm just too afraid. Yeah. I actually understand both of those. Well, and I have Rose McGowan spoke up and she spoke up and the police laughed at her and ignored right. her. And then she was and then she had gigs, gigs that were that were taken away from her for I just, speaking. I just up. try to not judge the response to the toxic environment and look at the environment and say, how did we all know this was the environment for so long? And somehow negotiated our way around it like maybe maybe figured out how not to work with those people but a lot of people just figured out how to how to compartmentalize how to, it how to keep doing and when you have to support your family and get I work think, you have to pay your bills fear. Yeah. i think it's just i understand it I, th- I it's not that it's okay i just think it's it's fear and um and it, it just breaks my heart it's just like what you're going to balance your your dream or or having to be like right about you know and, and putting someone in their place for what they're doing you know and, and a lot of times you're if you're going to sacrifice your dream if you're going to come and and expose someone because it's, a lot it's of a times, really tough choice they had a lot of, they you have don't a lot feel of, it they have a lot of friends in high yeah. places well yeah. it's the same thing with the politics what i said the, mm-hmm. uh, before it's, there should be a me too for politics I was very, so lucky to have the mother that I had who made me so strong and not be afraid to lose anything because I could sleep at night and feel good I will always have that inside of me. So uh, it's, it's, you know, I have to understand those women that are not as strong as I am and are afraid to lose their dream. I'm, I'm really struck by all of the people who are, who are probably now walking around this country and, you know, by the way, the world probably, uh, you know, with untreated trauma, right? PTSD. Yeah. Uh, so if they've all been sexually uh, abused, assaulted, you know, you, human beings, the human brain, you know, can remember that trauma. Um, you know, it stays so they, forever, right? Yeah, well, it, it's so treatable. So, you know, I use a, a form of bilateral stimulation that the VA hospital uses to treat that. Uh, it's very treatable. Um, a lot of people don't know what to look for. Uh, but a lot of these reprocessing therapies, it's almost like brain magic. It feels like you're, you know, it's like I'm, I'm walking you through images and like there's like, you know, I'm having you do things from side to side, which, you know, I'm not going to brain you with the, bore you with the brain science, but we know in, in research that it works and it can help to if you're if you're somebody listening and you have untreated PTSD from a, a difficult childhood, if you are abused physically, sexually as a kid, or if you're in Hollywood or and somebody sexually abused you, physically abused you as an adult, and you're walking around with symptoms, um, some of these new therapies, you know, the one that I use, uh, uh, significant symptom reduction in just a few sessions, which is really cool, because um, the alternative is what about people. ADD? I have uh, well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great uh, new treatments for that. You know, neurofeedback is, is, is you know, I, I do what? neurofeedback where, uh, you know, I hook electrodes up to your brain and we would watch the we would watch things go on that computer screen and you would make the waves change in your brain because you can train your brain to be uh, an ADHD brain is actually too slow. So too much uh, 
too much theta, not enough beta, which means uh, theta waves are slower than beta. So, but you can actually change that um, with 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 clinically proven uh, ways that don't always involve taking uh, a crap ton of Adderall every day. And Americans no, they, think well, no, that that is they, the only treatment available. What they give the kids since they're kids, yeah. they, all these drugs when they have ADD, and it's like I don't think that's right. I, you know, I never got anything. I don't know if I would have liked it, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, girl, you would have gotten those three Grammy nominations. Okay, I wish I had that Adderall in college. No, but to your point, I think people, because we are in such a generational shift. No, girl. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to turn it off. Uh, Glory, I can't talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria Trejo? Uh, <laughs> no, but now we talk about things that have happened to us. Now we communicate offenses that have been done to us as kids. The generation before did not, so they're walking around with PS... PTSD. PTSD, PTSD yeah. <laughs> not knowing that they went through something traumatic because right. we were taught, don't talk about it, don't deal with it, ignore That's right. it. That's right. And, and then, so they and have these symptoms. Well, yes. and, well, I, I, yeah. I, I was speaking to my mother about that the other day because she has stories and she was just like... You guys, like, this has turned into like a real talk show. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was talking about, like, she was just like, that That was how it was. Like, I mean, she worked as a lifeguard and she got groped by other men that she had worked with and you either she's like I didn't take it you know you either took it or you didn't but like that's just sort of what it but that's but she says like that's what it was like and I'm like but that's what it shouldn't be just because that's what it li was like doesn't just because that's what was your norm it doesn't mean it should be the norm mm -hmm. right and right. that's what's changing now is that this has been the norm I mean we've known about everyone like is sort of somewhat complicit because we all know someone that has been in a situation where they've been abused and we just didn't know what to do about it mm -hmm. and now it's becoming a thing where people are now believing the people that are being abused because it's a lot more common than we ever expected. There's also that double-edged sword, though, that we're not getting facts first. People are being fired from shows. People are being ostracized. Yeah. And we don't know the facts. And we yeah. as the public, media is so quick to report on everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't even know the facts. Yeah. But they're, they're going to do like a big highlight. But I do <sighs> think it's an interesting exercise in like, can we as a culture believe a victim? You know, like we've we've had a culture a for so point. long of not believing victims, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that there's not going to be some error in this, but I it, I think it's an interesting exercise to say, can we say, you know, that the, I heard this a long time ago that the the number one thing asked of a, a woman who says she was raped is, are you sure? And that's by yeah, that is at yeah. the hospital. That is by nurses and so when you think about that, that's the culture we live in. I think I think it's worth saying. You know, could we start saying to that person, "I'm so sorry. How can I help? Let's yeah, get like stop saying, are you sure?" And more like, let's like let's deal with this first. Right. <laughs> and, and then if it turns out not to be true, we will also deal with that. But like, can we be a culture that does that? Because like when you say, "Are you sure?" It's almost like an instant shaming on, on the fact that it's like, well, like. And then they're thinking, oh, before we go forward, sure? this is going to be a big process. Like, are you really sure that you were raped? And it's just like, and it's I think they, so I think they know. It's already so hard to talk about. Yeah. You know, you just. You I can't even imagine. Yeah. Anyway. So I think it's, I, I, I don't, I, it, I think it is a murky area. I think we are in murky waters, but I think we need to be here. We got, we got to go through those waters in order to get out of them, though, you know? <laughs> Annika, I got this email from an actress that is just hitting the audition market. Uh, you have booked some pretty big shows in, in the last couple of years uh, with major actors. What are your top tips for uh, an actor on having a good audition? Oh, I hate <laughs> auditions. Oh, my gosh. Maria, I'd be afraid to have you in an audition. <laughs> <laughs> you got the part, girl. 
<laughs> yeah, auditioning is scary. I mean, in, in, in some ways, I think when you're starting out, you know, auditioning is, is your job. Like, that's what you do all the time, you know? And um, I, don't, I don't know if I have... Well, okay, no, I do. I think that... All right, everything I'm going to say is about the same thing, which is that it's all about the work. I think that, that the key to success, unless you're one of these people that gets, like, shot out of a bottle and is, like, you know, lightning strikes and they get lucky overnight, unless you're that person, if you're actually going to work your way up in this business, in my experience, I think it has to always be about the work. And I think one of the dangers of, like, the social media era that we're in, the fact that everybody feels like they're, like, one YouTube video away from fame, you know? Yeah. The, the danger in that it's is that big. it's all about... It's yeah, horrible. It horrible. It's all about branding ourselves, whereas, like, anonymity is your friend as an actor, you know? You, you don't want everybody to... Like, branding shouldn't be the thing we're chasing. We should be chasing the work. And so I think if you stay focused on that... That 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 comes with you everywhere you go, including in the audition room, um, where you know you're up against your own nerves. But I think, you know, a lot of actors don't realize that the work can speak for them. And I think if you sort of hold that sacred, it does work. It takes a long time, but it does work. And I think and I think uh, consumers, viewers uh, agree with that as well. I mean, look at uh, like Jennifer Lawrence's new movie. What was it Red Sparrow? It didn't do very. Got do, trashed. Yeah, it's do, did, uh, terrible. It got like 2.5 on IGN, like which is too. like painful. But I think we're overexposed on Jennifer Lawrence too. But yeah, but also you know she's a huge star. But she, like they're saying like oh not, not nice even either. not even huge stars can not bring nice you know an audience in. And it's like well yeah like. If if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's not about the star, it's about the work. And I think a lot of consumers, a lot of people who go to the movies now, they're, they don't care. It's not really about who's in the movie now. It's like, okay, that's we love this actress, we love this actor, we, whatever, but we're like, do we like the movie? You know, and... Dr. Mike, dealing with anxiety, and you say in your book, anxiety is actually good, so maybe for some of the auditions, having that anxiety makes us do our best? Yeah, so, you know, when if... On a scale of one to ten, when anxiety goes to uh, the brain is designed to when anxiety goes to a uh, a four or five a six, your your performance will improve. So whether it's a test or uh, an audition, whatever you're doing, the brain is designed to go through stress. It's when the brain goes from a seven to a eight to a nine to a ten. Mm -hmm. You know, I have these different subtypes, these four subtypes of drained brains. So some people get a little bit too stressed out and they just sort of stay at that six all day long. Some people have what we call skyrocket drain and the three stress hormones just sort of take off and then they have uh, this moment of panic or dread um, you know they talked about that uh, last week on the Today Show um, uh, Carson Daly was talking about his anxiety and panic um, you know and 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 so more and more people are, are really coming clean about this um, but if you have that um, you know sort of make friends with it so I think the old mindset was oh I'm experiencing some anxiety uh, let's just take a ton of Klonopin and get it down to a zero when actually we should make friends with anxiety. Anxiety, we know at a three, four, five makes human beings better for a short amount of time. So don't medicate it away. Um, make friends with some of it. Uh, if it's getting to that to that level where it's too much or it's not going down, then you need some practices. You know, a lot of the practices in my book from progressive muscle relaxation, self hypnosis, mindfulness meditation, autogenic training. All of these practices can help shift your brain back. If you're just sort of stuck in, in that in that six, seven, eight, nine, you can sort of bring it back. Um, and and you know, you know, all of all of the diet tips that I give, all these things that can help your brain to manufacture more. GABA, more serotonin naturally, um, it works. 
I need a dictionary. <laughs> what, what I love about the book, though, is there's a section that's very clinical, and it's like it's all the scientific uh, terms. But then the rest is like where you can also where it breaks it down, and then it gives you a very simple plan, which which, which I love. But that anxiety thing, I used to audition for musical theater all the time, and they would say you're singing in, in too low of a key. Bring up the key, half a step, and I was like, God, I've never sung that note. Hit it, didn't have a problem because it was the nervous. And they're like. Another key, another key. Had me singing in notes I had never hit in vocal lessons or anything because it was the anxiety and it just, you make make it or break it. So, and you, you talk about timelines are actually good for us because we work towards them. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they can make us more successful. Uh, I heard something, um, we, but it's also about time management, right? So we want to be careful with our time. You know, I think uh, I heard something that really uh, stuck with me. We have to uh, be sure we know the difference between uh, what's important to us versus what's urgent. So a lot of us are just turning our attention to what's urgent. So what's pressing us in the present moment. That's like an interesting phone, point. Right? But it's like, but what's not, don't give your, all your time to what's urgent. Like what's popping up on your phone right now. That's what's urgent. What's important to you, right? That's really interesting. Urgent versus important. Yeah. Um, and if we turn more <laughs> of, our, uh, of our attention to That's importance a show in itself. Yeah. Uh, and, and less uh, to urgent, uh, America, our brains are all about with our phones. It's all about what's urgent, what is pressing right now. And it's stressing us out. And that's one way. If your brain is at that six, seven or eight all day long, um, shift from urgency to what's important to you. Um, the other thing that I love is your text messages and your, and your, and your emails I heard it described as, I was like, oh, that's exactly what it is. It's offense, I don't really like sports, but it's offense versus defense, right? So it's your, when, when emails are coming at you, tweets, all, you know, text messages, and, 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 you're, too, and you're really stressed out, you're playing defense. So you can turn off your work email if you're on vacation. You can spend an hour of your day sending outgoing emails and play offense. And when somebody described it to me in that way, I'm like, mm, right, I have to play more offense because I'm, I'm stuck playing defense in my work life. And that, that shift has helped me uh, increase my productivity a lot. I want to say, from turning my phone off at night, everything you've just said is true. The emails I got throughout the night, the text messages I got throughout the night, I could take care of them in the morning. There was nothing. Nobody was dying. She, I ignore people all the time. She, she's yes, showing. <laughs> so Maria's showing me her phone. She's playing defense. I mean, just like in the What's past up? hour, like What's so up? many things just popping up. And it's like, oh my God, it's like your your brain goes into this constant like defense. Like I have so many things. I have so many pings, tweets, emails, tweets. Oh. You know, her friend gave us a call on the show, you know, so <laughs> constant, but we're all like that, right? Because we have this we anxiety all, that we're all missing get, out. No, but we all get that. And, and, you yeah. know, I, and me, and me too. You know so. what I did just recently? Cause I, every year I make a resolution to get more disciplined about time on my phone. And I, I was like, I have to do something. Just saying this is not fixing it. I put, I put my, I made a social media folder on my phone that's like two pages back and I put everything in it. So now I have to like swipe two pages, go into that folder to pull out anything I want to look at, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything. That's cool. And it re it's helped. A Just a little bit of distance, amount. right? Well, because if it's not right there, when I go to look at yeah. my email or go to answer a phone call, if it's, sometimes I think I'm pressing that's that so, stuff yeah, unconsciously. Th you, you know, um, oh, what I try to do is I, whenever I'm charging my phone, usually I try to keep my phone charging at home because I'm always like going, I feel like my lifestyle is just going from one outlet to the next. But, 
But uh, I put my phone on Red flag. Air, right? I put my phone in at the Abbey, by put, the way. I put, well, also because the phone dies every five minutes. But uh, I uh, put it on airplane mode when it's charging, and then I forget that it's on airplane mode. So then I don't get any notifications while it's charging the phone, and I'm not like. You should put it on airplane mode when you're sleeping. Also. I do that too. Yeah, I know. I saw, I saw a meme off. the other day where it showed a dog tied up to a dog post, and then it showed a person with their iPhone, like with their charger up to the outlet. And it's like yeah. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, I'm telling you, you know me and my funny humor. I'm the least person that'll be like, let's do a regimen. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Mike's is, is doable, but it makes sense and it has already improved my life uh, just from and that says turning a lot. your so phone glad. off. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. All right, so we're going to have a little blast from the past with a little blast uh, from the present. And then we come back, because uh, I know we're running over time, but the show, like, it turned into like a real show. Miss, <laughs> yeah. Miss Winfrey over here. <laughs> Do I look like her? <laughs> no. no. Uh, we're going to take uh, a peek at Maria Conchita Alonso back oh. in the 70s, and then we're going to uh, oh jump to. <laughs> we're gonna do it to shake it okay. yeah, yeah yeah and we come back we're doing rapid fire with with our guest and then we're oh. gonna wrap up go ahead Look at look at her entrance. I love it. <laughs> That's how she came to the radio show today, by the way. <laughs> They're asking because I, w I was living here yeah. in the states already. Her name is the lyric. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is everything. Look at that. Maria <laughs> Conchita. Oh my god. She knows where her wow. camera's at, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. 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 Oh. The backup dancers can't even keep up with you, by the way. They're like. The floor was so slippery. Yeah, but do you uh, see, like, you're half a second oh ahead of everybody? They're literally <laughs> catching up with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember that. Awesome. So that that was a nice That is amazing. Let's wow. go. <laughs> Let's oh, go. I love the wings. Wow. Like the, yeah. the, the background makes on the wings. No, but I that. love so literally cool. if you like watch <laughs> this because I watch everything. The dancer in the background like, slow down. Maria <laughs> Conchita, slow down. <laughs> They're just like sweating. Yes. That's so yeah, funny. yeah. All right. <laughs> oh my God. She has not now. slowed down. This was last year. Yeah. Oh my God. Shake it out, you guys. Shake it out. You know why it's so dark? Because we wanted to make it, I'll tell you later. Oh my God. This is on my cardio track, by the way. When I actually do cardio, this makes me do it. <laughs> oh my God. Shake it up. Yeah, sound great. It, it, uh, uh, thank you. It was, uh, it was that dark because the, the, the whole idea was to do the video without the people let, knowing that it was me. So, oh. we, so we could, it was a whole plan we had, which we didn't do. But anyway. Plus all the gay Latinos were like, my wife can't see this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shake it out. So, but you know, then it didn't happen. But that's why it's th that dark. I mean, it's not because we were in a club, but, but you know. <laughs> I can't wait to hear you sing on Thursday. Yes, And I'm yes. going to be there. I'm so excited. Because uh, uh, Thursday night at Candela, 831 South La Brea. 
Casino, Live Band, music from the 70s, 80s, 90s, silent auction, singing, food, drinks, and just laughing. And me in the corner with Joanna Cassie. Just yeah. Drink, drink, <laughs> All right, so we do with, uh, we end up the show with a segment called Rapid Fire. You guys have to answer questions rapidly. It's not too deep. Don't get scared. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then tell us where followers can find you. Who wants to go first? Oh, everybody pointed oh, Dr. Me, Mike. Me, I guess. Okay. <laughs> sure. I was going to say yeah. something funny, but I'm not going to. Uh, Dr. Mike, what is your unhealthiest guilty pleasure? Macaroni and cheese. Oh, that was good and fast. Wow. <laughs> they started, sure. That was a rapid yeah, fire. Yeah. That, fast, <laughs> that means it's, it's that true. important to him. <laughs> They've started adding it to hamburgers, by the way. <laughs> Stop mm. it. They make it into like a hash brown oh, patty. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh they gosh. put it as like a crispy. <gasps> what? Yes. Oh. The things that they come up with. I'm hungry. I want to go <laughs> eat. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm going straight to food after oh this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I saw at a sushi bar the other day a hamburger where the bun is like fried rice. Like it's fried rice. Oh, it's like, like an Asian burger? I maybe I don't know. No, it just that's tuna. Like but let's be honest. Tuna. Sushi is never filled you up. We all were like, "Oh, I'm so full. I couldn't have another roll." We could all have another roll, yes. and then an hour later, we're going to McDonald's. Anyway, and we have mercury poisoning. I don't need. <laughs> Thank yes. you so no, much. No well, and especially so like raw fish at the restaurants that sushi. Provides. Okay, move on. Okay, biggest pet peeve. <laughs> Have have su- have green tea with your sushi. It absorbs half the mercury. So and oh, you're sorry. right about that. Oh, that. Green tea, black tea. Or black I tea actually or coffee. bought a box of black tea because I couldn't do the whole green tea. But I bu- from your box. It, it a doesn't box absor- of black tea. It, yeah, prevents your body from absorbing it. Sorry, and is, it's that, good. Is, that question, is that question for me or for green me? Tea. No, no. Uh, so oh, this is all you. your biggest pet peeve. Um, in, can I say bad words? Uh, yeah. Yes. Douchey Instagram people. Uh, like, uh, the, like the yeah, super, mind. like the super, like oh come on, like. That take Every, us, like uh, uh, like uh, I, I like a I like a good one, but like oh the ones that like do like four selfies a day and it's like the same like, pose and it's the same and it's like and it has an inspirational quote you yeah. know yeah, it's like, like, mix, just like, it's like, just like mix it up don't or, be it dream it yeah. by me no bitch that's a Rock picture, picture show <laughs> yeah, I, I have another friend who like hangs out with a bunch of them and I guess you know it's like they he, he spent the whole weekend with them and every shot they had to like spend four hours preparing the shot to make it look like they didn't prepare the shot yes. I'm like oh I don't want I don't want to be friends with any of those people so no. so yeah and did, I do did like you know that there was like a thing on Sunset where it was like oh what was it was it Chanel they, they set up like it was like a house and you you had to pay tickets to get into it oh, and yes. it was a selfie house yeah. and in every single room you were supposed to like be taking it was my friend I, I didn't I, get I know the so, opening night I know tickets. someone that went there yeah I know someone that went there and they said it was such a weird experience because you were on all these different rooms with all these different people and it was dead silent because everyone was just going you know selfie and in front of everything like you and said, it was just silent we no have a lot of a word to each other we, we have a lot of Instagram celebrities on the show because it's it's good business and they have nothing to say it's so <laughs> weird uh, Dr. Mike what is the most embarrassing song on your playlist Oh, um, the most embarrassing? Uh, probably, uh, well, I just love Britney Spears, so just probably just like a That's little, not embarrassing. I don't have playlists. I just, I, I'm like a... Oh, no, so what's the most embarrassing song of hers that you're like, oh, God, if somebody else heard it? Uh, I mean, I the song that you played. I mean, "Work Bitch" is like my favorite. That's song. Like that's embarrassing. my that's I, not that's embarrassing. Song. I can work I think out every to that pers- song. I think everyone works out to that song. Day. And when <laughs> when I'm like, oh, do I have to? I yeah. So that's not embarrassing. Like a song that if we heard, we'd be like, talk to Mike, really. Um, Neil Diamond, yeah, Heartlight. I, I haven't bought iTunes songs in so many years, but I'm trying to think back, like when I did. Um, 
I don't have one. I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I have to think about it. I'm. I'm. I'm really not trying to hide it. I. I honestly haven't bought music. That's always. In so long. That's always a hard one. I, to me, it's Mbop from Are Hanson. Are we all getting the same questions? Like, no. Be no. 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 Oh, I, I know one. I know one. I, I love. <laughs> I, no, it's I love the song. No, it's harder. And, and I, I love the song um, "Night Changes" Your by. Um, I'm at a three. <laughs> um, uh, who's the the UK boy group, the boy band group? Boy oh God, I know oh, them because the Night uh, Changes. Yes. One Direction. Boys Own. One, no, one Direction. Love. One Direction. No, they did. No One Direction. Like they no sing. No matter uh, what they tell you. Oh, you're doing. Oh, the, oh, I love that, that song. song too. That was that was on that's the, embarrassing. That was on the Notting Hill soundtrack. Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote that song. You guys. Mm. Mm. Uh, what is your dressing room personal must-haves? I'm not saying water and tea. I'm talking about like your personal, like, like red M and M's. You know, Valentina kind of thing. No, no, no. <laughs> like like a family oh, photo. Oh, oh, these are all me again. Yes. Oh, oh, I thought we were going around. The room. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, vitamin water zero. No, not like that, but like personal, like. My Ca- rosary candles. and a picture of my mom, like like what? Uh, like well, personal. What well, if I had my own dressing room every day, and it was mine to make my own, and it wasn't one I was popping in and out of? Okay. Uh, um, yeah, photo, photos of of my family, my dogs, and and my own. I oh here's here's something embarrassing. I bring my own HD anti shine powder because my forehead is so greasy, and sometimes when the shows don't do it, I'm like, I'm just gonna put it on in case they don't do it. Oh my god, you're not the only one that. So does that's that. that's like a that's like that's <laughs> we like we see each other. That's that's what that's what I would have. I see, and you're not the only one. Every time I ever go to a thing, I always bring my own. Uh, setting powder just in case cause they just in case because it's funny that you mentioned your mom because your mom's like a big part of she has her own yeah. stuff going on yeah I, I love yeah, it so the last TV show that you binge watched unhealthily um Altered Carbon did Marlene you, did Forte you, did you like from, it I did I did like it Marlene Forte is a regular on, on the rocks and she's an Altered Carbon I'm oh. so proud oh cool I loved it I, I, I did love it was so visually stunning in all the world I was like god who thought of all the, all of these all of these things and you know had these themes of like reincarnation and what what is a soul and if we could actually you know of course Barbara Streisand is like cloning her dog so and it's basically How the same twice thing. the <laughs> only <laughs> person in the world that can afford that is Barbara Streisand but this twice is, yeah this is like basically what would what would happen in 200 years if we could figure that out like times like 200 levels and it's like oh god what would you do like would you like if you could just if your body was just like disposable and you could go into another would you it's like raises all these like psychological spiritual ethical dilemmas but then it's like you're in like this total recall world of like the future it was that's a whole other book dr mike yeah uh where can our followers find you um my website drmikedow.com and i'm on uh, facebook twitter instagram at dr mike Dow. and you guys watch him on the doctors and dr oz we couldn't play the trailer because we get sued um <laughs> but just so you guys are so handsome <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, who wants to go next? Annika? I'll go, sure. Okay, Annika. Thanks, Addy's at an eight, guys. It is. <laughs> you have already acted alongside such great co-stars, but who is your dream co-star? Meryl Streep. Yeah. So obvious. I'm so sorry. I wish it was... It just is. It just but, is. Like if I, someone say musical theater, be like Bernadette Peters, and be like, oh, that's so obvious. Yeah, it just My is. thing, and we had a discussion so on last much. show, when you see Meryl Streep, you don't see the film or you don't see the role anymore. You just see, let's watch Meryl Streep be a great actress. Do you think that would overshadow your performance? Because she was in The Post. I, I know she was with Tom Hanks, of course. Uh, God, hard-pressed to remember the rest of the cast. 
I would just love to share space with her because I think that she's a brilliant actress and I also think what she represents in this business is so sacred. Like there's oh. only one of her and I just would love a moment of getting Iconic. to yeah, connect with her. There's I love that she can me, do drama. Let, sorry, let me tell you, there's only one of you two. Oh. 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 Thank you. Sorry. You're right. I thought history. she was going right. to throw some. <laughs> I know. I thought she was going to throw some. Meryl, she doesn't pay her bill. Is what she was going to say. Wisdom. Uh, Annika, what is the most overrated movie that you're just like, oh, God, I don't get? Oh. Um, wow. It is rapid fire. God. <laughs> Um, most overrated movie, um, something really violent and terrible, like those, like, 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 uh, anything gore, would, Saw, would, I, Saw, I, I'm just gonna say Saw. That's say, actually a really Avatar. good choice. I hate, I can't watch them. <laughs> saw, I haven't seen any of them. I can't watch them. I, I, like, the, the, the First torture. First one was bordering on, stuff in, I, can't do. I love intellectual horror, that is what gets me going. Psychological, into, oh, God, uh, okay. Oh. But wait, did you, was that the end of the sentence? <laughs> <laughs> I've been my own romance. No, but, but, but I seriously say, okay. Uh, worst audition ever that you still think about? Um, I had an audition where I, where I'm not going to say what it's for because no, no, no. I can't. Um, but I had an audition where I, I, like I had a, I just, I had a meltdown in the middle of the audition. I kept talking but not all that cohesively. And I, I kind of watched my brain start like eating itself. And I just, <laughs> I repeated things out of order. Why? I don't know. I don't know. This never happens to me. I'm a really good auditioner. I don't know. And then I thought, well, that's weird. I'm just going to ask to do this again because that was total, that was not English. I don't know what that was. So I stopped and I said, sorry, I'm going to do this again. And I did the exact same thing. <gasps> Is that like a brain thing? Is or it a brain yeah. thing? Yeah, well, a lot of adrenaline pumping and, you know. And, and My you, brain you know, your brain creates itself. a neural pathway, so you did it one time, and then, you know, like anything else, you create a neural pathway, anything you do something, you've created a sort of little track in your brain, and you just went... I just went right path. through yep. that portal again. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it was amazing. It's n nothing like that has ever happened <laughs> and you're just like, well, before or since. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, f I felt like, wow, I'm really sorry we all had to witness that, <laughs> that carnage. That was just really unfortunate <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> so funny. That's yeah, just totally so funny. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you could go back in time and star in any classic film, which one would it be? Oh, um, I'm a musical theater geek. Because um, you were at Seattle Children's Theater, too. I did do... Uh, did you have to yeah. do musical theater there? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was, I was a dancer too. as a kid. Scarred me for life. Dr. Mike, I need therapy from Wait, Children's Theater. Wait, from Seattle <laughs> Children's Theater? No, from <laughs> OC Children's <laughs> Theater, which is even worse. <laughs> we can only do trap musicals. Way back when I was looking. Oh. No, I'm just teasing. Um... Uh, that's terrifying. There's on so many levels. Well, actually, Annie. That sounds like Annie. I'm just going to say Annie. I was Rooster and Annie. Say, really? Yeah. Is that straight? Is that straight? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll say Annie. Okay. I mean, if you could have given me a wig and, you know. Really? That's such it. a weird choice because... Well, just she didn't do said, anything after that. Just because you said Trump musical, and then I was thinking about... Oh, no, no, no. Daddy We're not Warbucks. <laughs> but that's where my brain went, and then it just tripped. I usually into get musicals. Sunset Boulevard, all about Eve. <laughs> no, <laughs> like but as Annie, a little, but as a little a kid, <laughs> as a little kid, so I think new. maybe I would have chosen Annie. <laughs> okay, I watched Someday it a lot. Someday in a house. Okay, uh, what would be your American Idol audition song? This is so funny because now it's going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Don't <laughs> sing Can you imagine tomorrow. on American Idol they? <laughs> 
the curtains and she's like tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> just at the phone wig and everything make it happen I will do it done you answered it for me it pr- thank you it's probably more America's Got Talent really yeah no, they would really, love it I'll bring my little ventriloquist puppet and <laughs> make other people cry alright Annika where can we find you uh, at Annika underscore marks at Instagram and Twitter and I'm on Facebook too official Annika marks and there's two ends there are two ends yes Maria Conchita Lanza, three-time Grammy nominee. You are the final victim of Rapid Fire. Are you ready? Hmm. What would the name of your biography be? Which I'm doing. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I'm doing my bio series. So oh, what's it named? We don't have it yet. La, La Loca? <laughs> <laughs> I did it my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah that is actually pretty good. Or I'm doing it my way because I'm still alive. And Frank Sinatra would have loved you. <laughs> uh, who is your dream singer for a duet, living or dead? Uh, my gosh. Um, I, I know it might sound weird, but I just would have loved to, pl- to sing songs of uh, Pink Floyd. <laughs> oh. Very weird. And, interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting. and The Stairway to Heaven those kind of songs uh, yeah. so uh, Joe uh, Cocker it's I love him and uh, just I'm very into that kind of music you have been on the forefront of fashion and you guys have to Google images all you have to do is Marie Conchita Alonso Google images and you yeah you don't have to think, you don't have to you don't have to write my last name oh okay <laughs> what is the worst fashion trend that you fell victim oh, to oh gosh that you're like, you look back, you're like, why did no, I wear that? No, no, I don't. Uh, first of all, I never follow the trends. I just did whatever I wanted to. And a lot of times were horrible, was horrible. I, I, I just can't tell you one because there's so many times that I look at them and I'm like, oh, yeah, but I was happy. You know, my mom always said, God is grand because he allows you to believe you are gorgeous and feel good with something that you're looking like so horrible, you know? And uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, there's a lot of times that I don't know why I did that. Maybe I was stone or, you know, (laughs) with vodka and I just, because I've never cared really. I've done with my life whatever I wanted to and I I never thought about doing something so the others would accept or to be on, you know, no, I just, did whatever I wanted to and said it too. <laughs> what is one cultural food or custom that you're like, I don't even get that? And you have Cuba and Venezuela to deal with. No, I just hate celery. <laughs> I, I like celery soup, but I just don't like the crunchiness of the celery in your Bloody Mary. You know, it's like, no. I love the Bloody Mary. Yeah, I love it. That's her go-to. I, I love I love food. You know, I just love everything. I do. I don't eat meat, but I love everything. All right, uh, your best on-screen kisser. And you've had many. Uh, I've had many, yes. Yep. But I would say, and his um, his name is Ari Vervine, and he's not known. I did uh, I did a movie called uh, Caught with uh, J- Edward James Olmos, and I was nominated for an Independent Spirit Award a movie from Robert y- M. Young, and he plays my lover. I'm married to Bob Young. 
to um, <laughs> to Edward James Olmos. So Ari Verveen was an amazing kisser. Hmm. All right, you guys, we have gone so over time, but look at this. This is what life is about. Let's connect people together. Kurt, thank you so much. His wife has already texted him. She's like, we have to watch Harry Potter again. <laughs> oh, he didn't even smile. That means we're in trouble. <laughs> yes, did you yes, guys see uh, Fantastic the, the trailer for Fantastic Beasts 2? They go back to Hogwarts. Oh, I'm excited. And Jude really? Law, during the trailer, the Jude Law get- sits on the desk, and so you get to see his booty. Fantastic Beats. I love that movie. I loved it more than Harry Potter. Oh my Sorry. gosh, yeah. We'll see you next week. Thank Ta-ta! you. Bye. Thank you, Alex. Adios. Thank you. Bye. This has been On the Rocks with Alexander. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>